right. Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, and sometimes we totally miss out on seeing Norman Reedus's kissy face. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Oh, COVID, you are a blessing. Yep. <laughs> but most times we go deep. Yeah, here we are. It's the Daryl and Carol episode. Find me, episode <gasps> 1018 of the Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Sharon D saying Daryl went deep. I don't know. It's been years. I have to assume he went spear fishing. He did go spear fishing a couple of times. But only only a couple. <laughs> That's how stunted. I I really enjoyed the episode. I really did, and it broke my heart. I cried definitely. <laughs> I mean, I've always said how much I love Carol and Daryl's friendship, and and by the end of the episode, they really seemed to be kind of on the rocks, and just sort of how they left it was just very like. Ugh, you know, and I've sort of just been sitting with this feeling since yesterday and it doesn't feel so good. And um, so I'm yeah, I need a I need a cap for that. Um, but other than that, I really did enjoy mm. the episode. I thought Lynn was a really interesting character, um, and I really like what they had to say on Talking Dead. Uh, it was, um, actually, it was Denise, Denise Huth's interview, and she was saying how we'd never seen a side of Daryl, this side of Daryl. And, um, I mean, obviously, I had, you know, was thinking that at, at the time, but, but it's so true, right? And then I started thinking about it more. Leah really has no idea who he is. No idea who he is. So, he can invent himself any way he wants to with her. He can truly like be who he wants to be around Leah. And I thought that was kind of, right. that was really nice for him. Sounds like something <laughs> I've said, right? Like the, the one thing that I really latched onto about he and a possible Connie relationship yep. was, and I've said this twice on the show, is that you can be the person you think you, you can be a, a, a person that you would have never probably thought of being had it not been for this new person. Let's say right. you can develop a new you. It's not a fake you. It's a, it's a, mm -hmm. Possibly, it's like the walk. It's like an allegory for the Walking Dead. Walking Dead enables you to be the person you were meant to be. Yeah. Sometimes relationships are good catalysts for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think Leah is a perfect person to do that, especially in the location that she's in, because it's so isolated. He's not being watched by all these people who have known him for the past ten years. You know, he's not uh, guard dog Daryl right now. He's just Daryl. He's just himself, taking care of him, and well, dog soon. But you, you know. I feel like there was a lot less pressure on him to be something around all these people that he's been this, you know, this type of Daryl for so long. And, you know, now he can just kind of relax. It makes me kind of think about like the the role of Daryl because I, I do have notes to the effect of um, Daryl's always thought of others, which is kind of weird. Like Daryl, okay, let's just go with Daryl as the start of yeah, at the start of the show. He was in his brother's shadow, living through his brother. His brother would tell him what to do, call him a dumbass, tell him to do it right, blah blah blah, whatever. So going from doing for his brother solely, then doing for the for let I'll say Carol, let's say Sophia, that one mission that he latched onto, yep. which there are echoes of that search for Sophia until. We, they finally found a body, you know, and then, and then, you know, how, who do you be after that? And then Daryl did for the group. Daryl was for the group. Um, and then, you know, it flips back and forth between Daryl doing it for his brother, Rick, and then, and then the group doing for Beth and then the group, but we've never seen Daryl do for himself ever yeah. on the show. Ever, 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 ever. This is one of those, I, I don't even consider this a, I mean, of course I consider this a Daryl's relationship episode, but I, I consider this, this is one of those things, the cost of doing something for yourself rather than for 
others, you know, for being, for having a self, for being, for like, cause you're talking about somebody who just didn't take a moment to try to do for himself. You And here's the stark difference is that the Daryl that we see in, in seasons nine and 10, when Carol picks him up uh, with Henry and they, they spend some time and Henry, he takes Henry to Hilltop and then they go through the whole thing. You see, we finally got to see a Daryl that first of all had lines, <laughs> right? <laughs> Words, not grunts. <laughs> and then like, and then like the idea of maybe even looking at him oddly, like a leader, like doing for the group as the leader, as somebody who takes charge, never want really wanting it. But so then you notice that and you're like thinking to yourself, you know, when have I ever seen, when have I ever seen, like what happened in, in six years that could have made him start to think of like he was always kind of like reluctantly assisting the group, you know, taking orders. Not, and you saw a little bit of this difference, this shift in the beginning of season nine when you know he's told to take charge of the sanctuary. He's told to take orders. He doesn't really want to do it. Like it's the first time you kind of see him. Like I don't, I don't want to do this. It's stupid. You know, like it's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> I don't really want to do it. I have a self. Oh, you have a self now. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, and then he goes away and he goes through this mooring process that he's, you know, for this episode you're obviously see, you're seeing him go through it, but he's developing a self. But of course he's isolated. He doesn't know how to do it, right? He just doesn't know what he's doing. He's living through this jail, this penance of some kind, trying to look for Rick, you know, doesn't know what to do with his life. And then this thing comes along and then it's just this slow moving romance throughout time, a long time. And so it's interesting to see him develop, like even to the smallest degree, because he doesn't really truly embrace the self until like five years later or something. Oh, I could probably but tell you, I did a lot of math during this episode. A lot of math. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of relative math too, because it's not enough to know that it's five years ago. It's how long was it after this? Right. How, right. How, how, what, what time was it from now? You know, yeah. what time was it from the fall of, you know, when the Rick left the show? They're all, are we in the timeline? They're all approximations. timeline. Yeah. They're all approximations, but I think it's pretty close. I mean, Carol gives a pretty, gives us a good starting point. So. <laughs> Sharon, this is if, if a fish can bang, so can Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fish bangs. <laughs> Rimshot. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And she also said earlier, uh, quote, I wish he was the kind, if she's, I wish she was the kind with fish parts on top and lady parts at the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, the kind of mermaid. Yeah. 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 Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Daryl got a rim shot. <laughs> You know, you know, he went deep too. I guess I guess they had a lot of time, you know. I, I am very pleased with how they handled all of that as well. I I mean, I'm not a prude by any means, but I, I mean, ki seeing him kiss someone was already going to be bad enough. I mean, I couldn't even imagine like it going farther and having to watch. Like, I, I thought they did it beautifully. It was, everything was heavily implied. There wasn't any real, you know, guessing involved, but we didn't have to see it. So... Right. Good for the right. carolers. Right. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I am. So I'm I'm actually okay with that. I have no problem with that. And Sharon, he says, I don't need to see it. Yeah. Don't need I to don't see don't need it. to see it. Um, on the other hand, there is a part of me that like is trying to annoy me right now. It's like shoving a stick in my back and it's going, could they have done it? Could they have gone a little harder in the paint about it? Could they have done a little bit more with it? Could they have, do you think like the part, part of like me watching this episode, like, I don't know, two or three times, I, I started to get the feeling that like they could have, they could have, that maybe they could have done a little bit more to show like the kinds of affection that they both had for each other or 
I can't really wholeheartedly explain okay. it. I felt like there was a little bit of holding back maybe. And that really, the fact that, and maybe this is just like my story, you know, that me, I love story, you know, <laughs> I, everything for story that maybe, maybe part of, and I, they admitted as much on Talking Dead, like Nicole Morante, mm -hmm. um, that, they, you know, they held back on the love scene, sure. But like, do you think they maybe held back on other things? Like, I mean, they obviously, we saw bits of intimacy, like, like pleasant romantic moments, but they could have, could they have maybe done more? I almost feel like, like a kissing scene or an, or like a fake kissing scene, like where, like we see the back of Daryl's head, like, like that Michonne yeah. kiss. Um, they could have done something like that, maybe. I was expecting a kiss. Don't you think? I, I was expecting a kiss, which is why I prepared myself for the awkwardness of it. Um, and it didn't happen. So yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, they could have, they could have thrown a kiss in there, you know, COVID safety guidelines and all of that. But, um, yeah, they could have thrown a kiss in there and I would have been okay with that. And it would have pushed, it would have shown a little bit more, yeah, sweetness, maybe. Right. So you're <laughs> feeling it too, right? There was a little bit of a disconnect almost. I mean. Like you got it. You understood it. I mean, come on. I'm, but you have to feel it. I'm not it. thrilled about this, okay? <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> So, no, I didn't, I wasn't left wanting more from Daryl and Leah together. No, I, I really wasn't. But I okay. would have been okay, okay. with it. <laughs> right. I guess, I guess maybe I'm, to distill it is like something felt a little bit missing, right? Just a little bit to explain the type of relationship they had to cement it. Well, I think they, well, I don't know. For me personally, I think they wrapped it up in the, in the fireplace scene. That was, that was all I needed to confirm, okay. to, to confirm it all. So and that was all I wanted to yeah. see. And, that was and, enough. <laughs> and Sharon D saying she thought, she thought it was pretty clear. Mm -hmm. You know, she liked the Spartan nature. They could have, but it wasn't necessary. And, and no, and it's not that I disagree, but I just, there's a part of me that is bothered by the idea that they they could e they even held back a little bit because of fans. You think so? Do and you we think we all know what we're talking? You about. think it, the it, the the choice was because of the fan? I think I think they would have done it in spite of the fans, don't you? Um, I normally if yeah, if that normally. were a factor. But, but it is. But you know, the fact that it is that it was like outside of COVID, let's say there were concerted. It sounds like from Nicole Morante, uh, those meetings with Angela Kang were specifically about the fan reaction. <laughs> you like, should we be sensitive? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, COVID is an easy way out That's a, of that conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't do it. I guess we can't do it. I guess we yep. can't be that intimate. That's a you know? slippery, slippery that, slope. Once you start giving the fans exactly what they want, though, you know? That's, that's what she said. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That is interesting what Sharon is saying. I think she yeah. says, I think that's why they leaked it. Too. I, I you know, would agree with that. Just to kind of let out the air from the hot air balloon. I got it. I was. <laughs> so it stays at a certain altitude. <laughs> I was a little deflated when, when they came upon the cabin and like immediately there was no guessing. I knew exactly who it was because of, because of the leaks. So, I mean, that was the only thing that I was kind of like, ah. You know, it'd be nice to like right. wonder for a few moments before we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sharon to sing John's Cabin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wrong show, wrong show. Okay, but like still, yeah. no, but I'm glad. Look, it's not that I take pleasure from being right about something, but it's like, <laughs> I'm kind of relieved that from the conversations I was having with some of those people from the Carol contingent, that the idea that it was a, it was a past, it was, it was a scene from the past yep. that, you know, everything that we were saying about, oh, during this time, Ezekiel was with Carol, yep. you know, all the things we said last week about it, which we were not going to retread. So if you want to hear that episode, just listen to the episode last week, apply it to this, this one this week. Yep. Right now, I, this episode, I mostly want to focus on Daryl, but we were basically 
completely right about everything. It, it's a it's a flashback. It's, it's a past sequence that, that is surprisingly long over time, rather than like a short period or you know or focusing solely on this relationship. It really it was, but it wasn't. You know, it starts off as a kind of like a meeting between two lost souls, and then develops slowly into this kind of like well, you know, it's the apocalypse. I mean, well, really wasn't it, dog? Can't can't do it. Alone. Dog decided these two humans needed to be together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This this makes me see dog in a whole different light <laughs> because like everybody is daffy about dog and i'm just meh about it but like you saying that actually makes me think okay wait dog is kind of like an, an avatar sometimes <laughs> he's there's there's a soul in there and he's getting them together okay i can dig it and and sharon D is all about the hashtag doggle and i'm like let's not doggle. retread that ground because you know what that means somebody's getting fucked oh i wonder <laughs> if um seeing dog's backstory and knowing that he was leah's uh changes anyone's opinion about dog specifically carolers <laughs> i wonder actually that that's a really good question like maybe even just the framing of it just that way makes people yeah. change their opinions about it you know wasn't it wasn't hers yeah sorry it wasn't his technically right became his and the fact that it is his now says a lot about what leah meant to him also too right mm -hmm. you think about it oh my god well Take i mean a moment to what are what were the options was he gonna do get rid of the dog come on <laughs> Well, He's not going to just no, get no, rid no. of him. No, true. 100% absolutely true. But the affection, <laughs> the like, you know, it, it's one thing if you have a dog and you're like, okay, I take care of it, blah, blah, blah. It's a, th yeah. it's a living thing. It's the communities. Maybe he could have just pawned it off to the community, not made it his. That's entirely <laughs> possible. Um, But now we have to recontextualize all the scenes we've ever seen dog in, right? There's two, there's two general, uh, like, scenes or two general ideas of when we've seen dog with Daryl. Um, Connie, that whole noise, very interesting that mm -hmm. the fact that they're there for the development of the relationship where that dog is there for the development of that relationship interesting but also with carol to a certain extent or actually not with carol right the moments that i'm talking about are when carol went off to find negan quote unquote and really went to get a whisperer spy and then the 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 d double acorn getting the spy coming back he's in the jail cell and then daryl's with dog in the basement with his shirt off obviously because we can't have an episode you know a season must not go by without daryl that is shirt off right right um, so the, the whole double capper thing, and it makes you think a little bit like, oh, th this whole thing makes a little bit more sense with this past scene in play now. Like, what does it mean? You know, since you're and right there, since you're right there on that scene, do you, do you remember the line that Melissa talked about during Talking Dead? I, I went back through my notes that I took um, for the episode Bonds, and I either didn't hear the line or I, I must not have heard it because if I had heard it, I would have written it down. But there's a line in that episode between her and and Daryl, and she says, Connie, fine too? <laughs> what? You see things. It's not like that. Nope. Not at all. Why not? Aren't that many people left to find out there these days, much less good ones like her. Yeah, I know. Well, then why not? What's the matter? Because it does. You don't have to be alone. Years past, Daryl. You can't hide out with her dog forever. 
mean, we find out in, in this episode that Carol does, in fact, know about Leah. Like, she knew who Leah was. And then, obviously, that line from the past episode, you know, sort of confirms it. You know, Carol does know about Leah. And I I, I found comfort in that. I, I don't know why, but it made me feel really good that Daryl did tell Carol about this person, about this connection that he made. Maybe not everything, but, I mean, he, he brought her up. Because so who I, tells... But who tells everything, you know, like, do you Not tell, everything. like, yeah. everything about your marriage to, no, because it's, like, boring, no. fuck that. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. The, the the idea that Carol knows about it means they're friends, right? 100%, all yeah. in. There's no reason for him to not say anything. But it also makes me feel a lot better about um about Daryl as a whole. And this is going to be make people who are into the idea of Carol and Daryl as a couple, the, you know, ha hashtag Carol, it's going to make them mad. But the fact that Daryl doesn't see Carol that way enough to be able to freely discuss this relationship is a clear indicator. Like, it's not, they, they there was never any i feel like this really contextualizes all the scenes that many people may have pointed out and again i don't again we have to do the disclaimer i'm not <laughs> disparaging anybody i don't want to make it seem like this is never going to happen or but for my eyes it's like that at least thus far daryl has never seen carol as a number one for, or never could have seen daryl seen carol as a sexual object as a as a romantic interest you know and again i'm not saying she's a motherly figure either oh. however I, I am saying that I, there's, I don't think he sees her as anything other than a, just a kindred spirit, you know, to like, you know, kindred spirit. I wouldn't say soulmate because I, I reserve that usually for romantic or like, I would, you know, I would couples. say soulmate. I would say soulmate. Oh, okay. I think, I think soulmates can be more than romantic. If, if anything, they're beyond romantic in my right. opinion. Okay. Well, either way, you get what I'm saying. Like I do. Yeah. 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 At least from Daryl's point of view, he doesn't see it that way. I don't know about Carol. I don't know about Carol at all. But I think I she loves him. Seeing... I do. I think yeah. she wants him, but romantic. Sure. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I do. I think I do. I see it. I see that she wants him. I think. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I said I'm not, the jury's not out on my end about Carol and wanting Daryl, which is interesting because if you really, really think about it, nobody's really even questioned whether Carol sees Daryl that way. I think more people are <laughs> into the idea or, or of the belief that Carol is in love with Daryl. Let's say, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I'm saying it's easy for people to think, to think that, right? Yeah. And there's good, there's good evidence to, to see why that could be too, right? A lot of good evidence. Yeah. But, but it almost, it, you made me pause, I think the other week when it was, um, when we were talking about all the Daryl hate or the Norman Reedus hate and mm -hmm. um, you said why doesn't it go the other way you know why doesn't it go the other way why does it automatically go to the man mm -hmm. in this scenario right and that made, that made me pause I mean I'll admit it and, I, and I, I have to say that like part of me even myself was like thinking you know why does it go that way why do we not question Carol's like what if Carol really doesn't see Daryl as anything more than like a, a friend you know but we're we're more inclined to right yeah we should challenge that I mean <laughs> we're always assuming Daryl isn't is the one to not see and the, that's easy Easy. That's the easiest thing, though. Like, it's not like against us assuming that about Daryl isn't has nothing is nothing against Carol. The the Carol part is easy because there's examples like oh the lengths that he went to go to find Sophia, the fact that she said hey you want to fool around. <laughs> all this other stuff. I mean, yeah. the way she regards Daryl and every intimate scene there with each other. And, and I, when I say intimate, I mean like in close contact. <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> touching the private parts. <laughs> but what I mean is that like Daryl is obviously just emotionally, romantically retarded. And that's a word because it's slow. Like yeah. he's slow to learn these things. Yeah. He's never exhibited these things. Every opportunity, like the closest you could have gotten is maybe Connie. And even then it's just like, you see a spark of like, I really like this 
person, at least, you know, like I really I'm into this friendship that I have with this person in a way that's not as unusual as it is with with Carol. It is a little unusual, right? There's a little like you see it in this episode a lot. The the friendship that Carol and Daryl have is it feels like there it's they're two people that totally and 100 percent completely understand each other. But the way they talk to each other is a little weird, isn't it, though? Sometimes. <laughs> have you noticed that? Like there is a kind of weird, not awkwardness, but well, obviously there's a little awkwardness because, you know, she's with Ezekiel and she's off doing her own thing and he's like doing his own thing. And it's just awkward in general because they're both doing things that are complicated and hard. Um, and especially with Daryl and being in isolation. But there is a kind of like they don't talk to each other. Normal friends talk to each other like in some ways, like maybe in the beginning of the episode. But like when they're going through the past sequences, it just feels very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carol says it's different. And I mean, she's talking about what's going on there, but it clearly applied to what was happening right in front of her. Like their yeah. relationship is different too. It's funny. You just brought something up that, that I didn't think about when I was writing my notes is that like you saying what you said just now made me think, <laughs> oh my God, we're so focused on the fact that Daryl and Leah took forever to have this relationship. We didn't stop to think about how in some ways Daryl and Carol were kind of in some ways either rebuilding the relationship or like Carol was building up the courage to tell Daryl, you need to have your own life. It took her forever. She'd never, because these are two people that never want to tell the other what to do. Carol at the end of the episode was saying, um, or I don't know if it was the end or the beginning, but about Leah, like I'll, I'll hear whatever you have to talk about. What was the exact line? Do you remember? Daryl said to Carol, I told you everything. And she said, no, you didn't. And he said, well, what do you want to know? And Carol said, whatever you want to tell me. Yeah. Or whatever you're, yeah, whatever you want to tell me. Exactly. But that's been their relationship the, the, the entire time when, mm -hmm. when Carol finally, like whatever it was a couple years ago was finally saying, um, dude, you need to, you need to get a life. <laughs> That was like, but that was a, a slow progress of her building up to that all these years too. Yeah. Right. You know, Kinda. it's not just look, it's easy to forget to like not focus on that whole part of it when you're, when you're seeing, when you're seeing this Leah, this Leah and um, Daryl relationship uh, try to build up too. So in, in many ways, it's like their friendship. Of course they have a friendship and of course it's a long established friendship, but like even friendships have evolutions, right? Every, even friendships have to grow, mm -hmm. right? And theirs yeah. was kind of stunted because of their various personal obligations or commitments or, you know, mourning. So I don't know. Something I had to, I don't know. There's like a, there's obviously a lot of synchronicity going on in this fucking episode. Like the, the <laughs> whole spear fishing thing and the, both Leah and Carol and uh, the things they fucking say. It makes me up, drives me up the fucking wall because what are you trying to say with this? What are you trying to say? Stop, stop leading on the carolers. <laughs> Well, and I was, I, I was like picking out the parallels between Leah and Carol all throughout the episode too. I'm like, what is it? Like, is she, what is she just like right. a younger Carol or like, yeah. Excuse me. Are you being, are you being ageist? I'm, I'm not being ageist. <laughs> facts are, facts are facts, aren't they? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being. I don't facetious. think I'm being ages. That's that's basically a caroler making a Twitter comment. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's, that's why I don't chilly. do. That's why. That's why I don't like being on Twitter. Y'all are like making me be on Twitter, and I don't like it there. Everyone's mean. Everyone is mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like it. I'm not a mean person. No, you're not. You don't. They don't deserve you. They don't deserve you, Rachel. I'll shield you from the world. I'll I'll shield you. Don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
so that's yeah. that's very cool. Sharon D says, I personally don't see it, but if it happens, it's it's cool too. I said that last week. Um, again, if it makes sense, it's like the Madison thing. It's like it's like anything that feels like it would be a stretch or a leap. You know, from our present point of view, yeah, you're gonna have to connect the dots, right? right. You're just gonna have to connect the dots and make it work. Um, and Sharon, D, sorry, Nisa even says I'm not against it. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, and so. Okay, Sharon, your comment here is actually very prescient. Carol, uh, Carol was married to someone else. Why should Daryl have to be alone? But that's the thing. Carol even said it in this episode. She's she's actually literally saying to him, "Why should you be alone? Mm -hmm. There's no reason for you to be alone." You know, this this is. I mean, the one thing I want to latch onto is Carol says you you and this contextualizes every single bit of anger that we have that we as an audience may have towards Carol for season ten, like the 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 majority of season ten. Um, but Carol says to Daryl, "You just mm. have to know when to stop." You just don't know when to stop right and then it hit it, when i saw it in the second watch and i wrote it down i'm like this this hit me hit me like a ton of bricks and the reason why i think daryl is even more like for 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 hearing that from carol in the past in the in-between scenes in the in-between time frame scenes knowing what happens in season 10 i'm almost like amazed that daryl held back as much as he did you it's like you fucking hypocrite you know you're telling me you never know when to stop where here you are you know where i'm i'm basically telling you hey don't do this to lydia don't do don't do this it's gonna get people hurt you know why aren't you driving why can't you just stop and he gets it obviously he gets it like because he was out there too he was out there looking for rick all this time and it, mm -hmm. it brings back this thing that we often say on the show every now and again is that you hate in others what you hate in yourself like that thing that you did sure. you know that yeah. thing that you did that you hate in yourself you you will end up you know disliking or disapproving or you know in others mm -hmm. you know and this is like and this is yeah and this is the thing that breaks my heart rach this is the thing that breaks my heart is that it's not enough that Daryl's lashing out at the end, saying, you just don't know when to stop. You don't know when to stop. It's it's the it's the loop. It's the two of them having this experience of don't, not knowing where to stop. Daryl's out of it now. It's this weird it's a weird spot where she starts by telling him you don't know when to stop in the past. And then she, Carol's in this spot, or Carol was in this spot, of, of not knowing when to stop. And, and Daryl knowing his place. So like Carol was on the other side of the river at first, but now they've switched sides. Now Carol, and now that Carol's out of that side, now, so let's maybe start by asking a question like do you think carol is rudderless now that alpha is dead like do you think she's running like daryl says because we have to pick apart these statements piece by piece <sighs> because daryl says you're just running you know but then he says other things too like you don't know when to stop let's just say where do you feel carol's at because at the beginning think... of the episode it's like it's like she does her duties and then she just hops on with daryl like do you feel like she doesn't have a self anymore like what do you what do you think is going on here i think carol is <sighs> I think Carol does not regret what she does. I think she she did what she did. She ended the Whisperer War. She, Alpha died. And what needed to be done got done. Now Carol's just trying to make up for how it all happened. And Carol is a runner. She likes to run away. We know this. And I, I do see her trying to make amends. I mean, she confessed to Maggie. She's, you know, trying to help out, rebuild. She is trying to make amends for her actions. But if people don't start showing her forgiveness, Forgiveness, she will run away. She will leave. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do see that and I recognize that. That's true. That's true. But I guess that's that's the thing, like doing what's okay. So we're talking about doing what's right, right? Right it's or like, wrong. You, right you or wrong. Darryl. Her plan worked. <laughs> right, right, right. 
No, but like, forget about that. Like the, the, the whole <laughs> idea of like, she's trying to do right. She's trying to take the yeah. steps, right? Um, it is almost like Negan though, too, if you really th stop to think about it. You know, Negan is trying to do what's right, right? Like mm -hmm. Negan is trying to find his place. I mean, it is kind of weird when you really take a look at every single person in this group <laughs> outside of Daryl. Oh my God. How weird is that? <laughs> okay. Outs outside, outside of Daryl, you wouldn't think this, but it's like opposite day. It's like, it's the yin to the yang, right? Daryl's the only one who knows where he wants to be. Yeah. He knows where his place is. My place is with my people. We're going to rebuild and take care of each other. And, you know, only if you let it that I know where I'm supposed to be. I, he figured out already. I have no, I have no hand in being able to find Leah again. So the iron, the irony of like finally knowing what you want and it going away and him learning the lesson of, you know, obviously trying to find Leah for a little while before, you know, Carol comes to the picture and takes Henry finally like a year and nine months later, I think it was, you know, and then yep. doing the Whisperer War. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he gave up. He didn't give it a second thought. He's like, you know, if she doesn't want to be found, like I can't be responsible for finding her. He says in the note, find me. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if he's saying, Rick, find me. Connie, find me. Like I, I'm not going to spend my life looking for somebody who can't be found, can't be found, won't be found, whatever it is. But the irony of looking at Daryl and saying he knows where he needs to be. He's learned this lesson already, which explains why he says to Maggie in the previous episode, you know, you know, maybe it's better that she's not found or like, you know, she's, she's gone. He says she's gone. You know, I, I can't spend my life looking for her, that sort of thing. So that makes sense to me because it, it struck me a little bit that he said that in the last episode. But, um, and then looking at every other character, Maggie lost, Carol lost, Aaron in some ways lost, you know, losing Gamma, that sort of thing. Mary Gamma, mm -hmm. Father Gabriel almost lost, um, almost dead, <laughs> almost losing Rosita, almost losing himself. Um, uh, everybody at Hilltop doesn't know where they want to be. Maybe Jerry's actually doing pretty well. He's being pr pretty productive as they've said on the episode. Um, but most of the main hitters, the main players pretty lost, you know, Daryl's like the only one who kind of has a self-actualization. He's like, which yeah. is weird to say about Daryl because for the longest time, it's like, I live for others. I live through others. I have no desires. Yep. I have no leadership. I'm a shadow. <laughs> so Sharon, goes and says, here's what it is. We're trained by fairy tales to think that Prince Charming has to be, has to pine away for his princess while she's married to other princess. So Prince quote unquote Charming has to wait for her forever. Leah's bracelet from her kid equals June's bracelet from her daughter. You're, you're staying. Leah, Leah also, ex <laughs> Leah also kept saying that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're staying infinity. Um, but Carol was like, <laughs> but Anissa's like, uh, wait, wait, Leah also kept saying that, but Carol was like, quote unquote, but I was right. Okay. <laughs> the infinity symbol. And then Sharon keeps going. The infinity simple June's bracelet. See, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Um, Carol. Yeah, and let's talk about. I'm sorry, but I was right. Yeah, that is. That's a very odd way of apologizing, <laughs> or not apologizing. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, there's no doubt that like I don't know if it was right or wrong, right? It, so Lydia says it best. I right or wrong. Carol's plan worked, right? But yeah. Carol is insistent, even in the face of Daryl's concerns for her. You know, like um, you know, you don't understand. You don't know when to stop. I don't know when you were going to stop. You know, would you would you have stopped? That's the real question. Would you have stopped? <sighs> and I often wonder about that. Like I often wonder, you know, you know, okay, let's take another, let's take a different approach to this. I, we never really say this out loud, but what if, what if Carol got Daryl killed? Then what would have, what did it, what would it have been all for? Again, we're talking about chasing, you know, both Carol and now we know, you know, fully that Carol, Rick, sorry, Daryl was chasing after the dead for five 
more than five, seven years, essentially. And Carol was in pursuit, hot pursuit for like Alpha for however long it took for her to take her down or Negan to take her down. Um, both were in pursuit of dead causes, like not dead causes, but like dead people. You know, when you have the living here around you that could you could be with, console, figure out a plan where everybody's involved, right? And mm-hmm. take her out together, you know? But, you know, when you use the living to 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 go after these people who, you know, to, to avenge the dead, let's say, then what is it for, right? If, if and I thought of this parallel when, when I was watching the episode, if you are in pursuit of finding somebody that's possibly dead, you've wasted so much of your life, you know, your possible happiness that you've basically killed yourself. You've, you've, you've eaten five years of living in pursuit of this goal. Like, I don't blame Daryl for looking for Rick. I don't. But it, it took him so long to just learn to live for himself, to find, to eke out, like Carol says, like this form of happiness. You need to find your happiness, you know, your peace, right? Is what she said. Okay. And so Nisa says, so find me. And finally, you know, and then there's, it's, there's something really satisfying about him finally getting it, coming back, leaving the note, and then moving on. It's like, I can't wait. I can't not learn the lesson that I've learned all these years because you were with me, you know, Leah. You know, I need to move on. Nisa says it's something very cool. It, it took Leah's ultimatum to make Daryl see that he has to stop running, even though it's how to go looking for her, you know, for a little yeah. while. Not that long, though. I mean, the fact that he says, find me means, hey, I know when to stop. I know when to stop. I listened to Carol's advice, even though later on, Carol didn't listen to her own advice. Again, it's the loop. This is what I was talking about before. It's that's the thing that makes me saddest is that it's this loop. You know, Carol starts off by saying you have to know when to stop Daryl. Daryl eventually, you know, Daryl has to figure that out. Daryl figures it out. Now Carol has to figure it out. Carol doesn't need to figure it out anymore. But in the meantime, damage was done. Connie is lost. And now we're having to deal with it again. But but Daryl, unlike in times previous, he looked for her a little while. Kelly's doing the heavy lifting now. You know, she's doing what Daryl had was doing before, but now with a group, you know, she's not going off on her own. This is why I, I'm like really warming to Kelly as a, as a character. Like, <laughs> like she knows that she has to involve family. <laughs> Nobody's really a Daryl. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, this shadow of a person. Kelly knows what it's like to, to be a family. She's a, but she, she is oddly a younger sister, you know, just like Daryl, but she's not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weirdo like Daryl. Um, okay, so yes, interesting point. This is Sharon. You for like a for like a Walking Dead show. Your your very good point. Screw Rick. Oh wait, hold on a second. The note was also meant for Rick. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think that? I think it was for Leah. Just though. <laughs> I like the comment though. I don't think so. I think it was just for Leah. Only because he like put it in the secret cubby hidey hole. If it were for Rick, wouldn't he like put it on a tree or something? <laughs> um yeah well no not not that but they would get blown away by another storm no but like you're right (laughs) what was what was in that hidey hole place right originally it was the so remember it was it was matthew's birthday and she puts she's like i can't keep grieving for matthew again the cycle the cyclical nature of this this argument i can't keep mourning the loss of my son quote unquote but effectively my son um and she breaks the picture and she says you know i have to put this away you know i'm gonna put it in my hidey hole so for as long as they're together she's like i'm going to live i'm gonna live with my daryl i was impressed make you feel i was impressed that leah knew what day it was does anybody know what day it is anymore not (laughs) daryl right but she knew it was matthew's birthday But you know what's, you know, that's really funny because, you know, Daryl is in this hot, is in this constant state of just looking for Rick, not thinking, not living for himself, right? Not living for himself. So why, what, what are days? I, I just need to know when it's morning and night. That's all. I need to know when to hide and when to come out. Mm-hmm. Leah is painfully aware. Leah is painfully aware. She's 
mourning the loss. She's feeling every single fucking day, you know, living out there on her own. I mean, dude, her story is she fled, you know, she was with a squad. She fled with Matthew, um, her son again, um, to this place and found out the moment they landed there, he was bit mm -hmm. in this place. Like they, they didn't spend not a day before he died. So she's in this mourning place, like a ghost, you know, living there all these years, however many years it was that she was out there two three years probably since the fall right oh yeah about the time about three years actually right since the fall where where rick leaves the show because there was a little bit of a time like three, between when yeah they, when they take out negan i think it was about yeah. three years yeah <laughs> oh no so to your point sharon D says oh he should have painted a tree for rick yeah there we right? go that yeah would've, that would have stayed out there forever like yes. it does in fear the walking dead well then again they're in the midwest okay there's no torrential <laughs> there's no temperamental weather in texas or though there was that walker nato but whatever. <laughs> we don't talk we don't talk about that um <laughs> nice nice fear of the walking dead nudge um yeah, that no, oh I mean, that was nisa yeah oh was that nisa yeah. oh that was nisa My bad. <laughs> that was not sharendy boo sharendy boo you missed no. out um, sharendy said maybe dog is madison <laughs> Or maybe, maybe Leah is mad. Oh, wait. Then she says dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a <like> you. <laughs> uh, no one's gone till they're gone. No one's dog till they're Madison. <laughs> That's the again. Fuck that. I don't care. Um, okay. Oh, I will say one thing. Like, taking a break from, from all this, I don't know, stream of consciousness conversa conversation that we seem to be having. Uh, my fault. All my fault. Um, I, I did finally notice the difference between digital and traditional media. Why is because during these past scenes, um, these flashback scenes, I wanted to research when scars happened again for some reason. And it, it basic scars basically happens really earlier on, like early, early on. This is like before Daryl, I think it's basically before Daryl really goes and looks for Rick's body necessarily. Like you see Michonne at the beginning of scars looking for Rick. So obviously they're both looking for Rick, but they both decide to take a break, you know, obviously to, I don't know, do this whole scars thing. So um, when I was watching that episode, I noticed the difference in film stock quality. Like really, to the yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> watch in Scar Scars, the, the color grading on Scars anyway is already pretty. Like when they go in the past scenes, it's already like very. Um, it's almost sepia, almost like like a hmm. like a washed out sepia, right? Okay. So then, so when you look at it, it's like okay, and then and then there's the graininess, and that graininess is like the film hmm. stock, right? I urge you all to just look to watch the current episode, watch. <laughs> 1018 watch it for like 15 whole minutes and then take a break put on um scars was 10 oh sorry 9 9 14 that's what you said um yeah oh okay good <laughs> and then pop pop that pop that on you'll see it like almost right away you'll be like oh this is a whole new world hmm. now there's a reason why you may not have noticed it before is i believe i may be wrong but i believe that fear the walking dead's recent seasons are filmed in digital correct ah. me if i'm wrong so you may not have noticed it before but like in in fear I, I feel like I've noticed it. I think fear it was 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 like that. So go figure. But yeah, and I don't think they could have done this episode in traditional film. Some of the shots that they were trying to do, especially the end shot where the camera zooms out and Daryl's looking through the screen door or the screen the patio screen, mm -hmm. we, we wouldn't have been able to see that. <laughs> I it barely so saw sharp. him. Yeah, I barely saw him as it was. 
Yeah. Imagine if it was traditional film, barely. Mm-hmm. And the color between that and the colors, you know, the, the, what they can get in terms of like, like the dynamic color range that they can get on digital versus on traditional, <laughs> like without all tweaking it and shit. It's just yeah. amazing. I urge you to actually specifically look at scars and flip back and forth to this one. There's one thing that we do have to talk about when it comes to the timeline, because we know what basically happens throughout the timeline as Carol and Daryl meeting each other throughout time. But there's one thing that we don't know about, and it's at the midway point between the time that Rick jumps off the show and the and the present day. And that's three and a half years to the, you know, right in the middle. And it's when Daryl finally gets that scar on his face. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happens. We don't know what happens. No, nope. we don't still know. don't we know. still don't know. Right. And and I was staring at it. It does not look like an accident. Like, oh, he like got whopped in the face by a branch or something or or walked into a sharp edge of a door frame or something like it does not look. Yeah, <laughs> like an abuse story. Yeah, <laughs> I walked into the door. Now. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a, there's more to that story. I think there's someone else involved in that. That makes me very excited. Mm-hmm. Very excited. You know, and I'll say I'll tell you why. Because man, I don't know what it is, but when Lynn Lynn Collins said on Talking Dead, not not all is as it seems. Mm. Um, I it made me think of the scar, sure, but it also made me think of like okay, meaning there's a lot more story that we're not being told, and then maybe we never will hear. But they were very specific of, about like making it apparent. Like, and she says it on the show, "You've been through a number," or like something like that to that effect. You know, so it's it's not for every. And this is where she says it's not for everybody you know and, and then daryl himself just like carol does in the beginning of the episode say um you know it'll all catch up to us one day one way or another and then leah says not if you let it daryl says to carol not if you let it but it's at this moment that he that that he find he hears this from leah right at this midpoint and i'm like what in the world what happened what happened at that point in time right yeah so it makes me think it makes me think maybe there's more to this than than that we're going to get eventually because man <sighs> the walking dead's almost over <laughs> They got to tell us. We'll we see her know. again. We're crazy. We're going to see Leah again. I know we will. I know we will. I mean, I don't even care about that anymore. <laughs> I want to know what happened to Daryl's face. Well, I think um, we'll... I mean, I would imagine Leah would be part of that story. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Say <laughs> Sharon, he thinks maybe Daryl and Ezekiel fought over Carol. Hey, that you know, there was a time yeah. that I, I, Ezekiel was ready to to throw punches for his woman, and Daryl's like, "It's cool, man. We're good." <laughs> Yeah, we're good, man. No, no, I want to fight you for my love. Yeah. It's obvious there's something between you two. Right? And I'm like, oh boy. You know, I just remembered Ezekiel asked Daryl to go away too. And that's right before he runs to the woods. But there's, and you know that it's so great that we have this episode and the season to kind of contextualize that a little bit because if you think about it Ezekiel is pretty damn fucking perceptive because uh, yeah he knows because Daryl Daryl enables Carol to run right mm-hmm. first of all it, it, I say enables because it's not like he pushes it's the, the relationship he, they have he they does the same thing they don't push each other to do one thing right yeah. it's like they enable they're like hey if you want to run I won't judge you run you know I'll cover yeah. for you blah, blah blah I got your back if you don't want to <laughs> run I'll, I'll help you stay whatever I got your back yeah. Basically, the very nebulous 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, but they, they, they got each other's back is the point. But like Zeke knows that it's like, if Carol wants to run, you're just going to cover for her. I need you to go. I yep. need you to go. We need to work on this. And that, that really brings, oh my God, that really brings the whole, that actually brings the end argument that he and Carol have a little bit more into focus though. Doesn't it though? Because it's like, look what you did. Cause they had Zeke and Daryl had another conversation in this very season, you know, just before the battle of Hilltop, he says to oh. him, he says, you know, they kind of bury the hatchet in a way. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. this is just off the heels of that. If you really think about like the timeline where we're at, you know, like you have the hilltop falls, then we have the tower, and then we're right, we're not that far away from that. They really yeah. need to do a better job of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it really makes it, because like Zeke, because Daryl in this moment is thinking of all these things about Leah, about, you know, what it took for Carol to stay and don't run. I know things are hard. Don't run, you know, find your happiness, blah, blah, blah. But Carol's the one telling him that. So what am I saying? But, um, but now in present day, you know, you, you went off on this boat. I should have told you to stay, whatever. I shouldn't have told you to come back. You know, you, you flipped off Zeke on the way <laughs> you, you gave, you gave Zeke the side eyes. You, you jumped into my arms, you know, like what yeah. the fuck dude, you know, that sort of we're, we're contextualizing season 10 hardcore right now. And then off the heels of all this shit, it's like, look at all <laughs> Daryl's like, basically Carol, look what everything you've done in season 10, you know, look at, look at all this. You told me to do this in the past. You didn't, you did the exact opposite. You did this, you did that, you did that. It's like, what was it all for? You can't just tell me to do things and then completely not do them yourself. <laughs> you know, I care about you. And this is the thing. It makes me feel heartened that Daryl held back as long as he did. It makes sense now because if I was Daryl, I'll be like, fuck this shit. But I get it. I get it now. I, between the loss, you know, you don't want to push somebody when they've lost somebody. Right. Right. But, and then, and then to, for a strong person like Carol to break herself down, to, to, to squeeze into the hole and squeeze down this narrow path of vengeance. Daryl recognizes it has to take a lot. It has to take a lot for somebody to, you know, you know, you know, push. It's like it's like in those chase scenes when somebody's chasing somebody. You ever wonder how like they keep pushing people out of the way? Like get out of my way! And I'm like, why don't you just move <laughs> through them? Just go. Th- no, yeah. that's Carol in this moment. It's like you know this narrow like I can't see anything but you know two feet like two feet from the side of my face, no perspective. Mm-hmm. So it must be hard, you know. And Daryl recognized that. That's why he didn't push her. And and it's not their relationship anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Daryl, you know I was crazy when I took out Undead Ed. Undead <laughs> you Ed. knew what I was crazy. Yeah. 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 With a with a pickaxe, <laughs> right? I think yeah. it was. Um, okay. Let's okay, let's talk about the timeline a bit. Because you seem to have the math pretty pretty far down, right? <laughs> I think so. All right. So five years ago, Marks. I, I don't even know how far I, I might edit some of this out, but like I don't know how interesting this is because I noticed that like every time I there was a five years ago, I noted that because they say it, it's two years since Rick disappeared. So it's already two years in. Daryl's, you know, scars had already happened, apparently, actually. Because I looked at scars, it was right when she was pregnant, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. Right when she was pregnant, all that stuff. Well, she was, you know, um, towards the end of the pregnancy, but yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's why I said like, so, oh, like, by the way, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't know when scars would have happened, by the way. <laughs> like, if she weren't pregnant, like we yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it gives you a general timeline. So two years after means like it could be a year after scars or definitely more, sorry, more than a year after scars. Right. Um, yeah. Two years since Rick disappeared. Let's, and then, then there's four years ago, which is one year after that, three years since Rick disappears. Uh, then it's four years ago, still six uh, months later. Daryl Oh yeah, right. the one oh, year. Yeah. Six months later is that middle part where we see okay between right between the time Rick left and where we are now, and then we still don't know how Daryl got the scar. Yep. Um, two Fresh years wound. and ten 
months ago, which is four years and two months after Rick disappears. That's when uh, Leo saves Daryl from the undead. You know, so Leo's now starting to go to his camp, not dog. <laughs> yeah, and they have their um, cute little Carl and Enid, Enid moment trapped in the tree. Ex- exactly. <laughs> um, which I, I like that little callback. I just and, yeah, and it was just as too. awkward, right? It was yes. Just as awkward. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, they look like teenagers right now. <laughs> Right, which is supposed to really tell you something, right? It's supposed to tell you how emotionally retarded Daryl is. I, I'm not using that word to describe a certain person. I'm using the, you're using I'm it using in the way to, it's how it's meant. Right, it, it, he is yeah. just slow. He's, I mean, I would say he's just developmentally like, um, like in terms of himself, like his self. What is it? I wouldn't say selfish. His his sense of self, his egocentrism. That he just lacks it. You know, he does. He hasn't developed it. Um, so when you see them in this tree husk, you know, you're dealing with. A woman who's mourned all this time versus a man who isn't really a man he is a child when it comes to emotions so okay cool we got that um three months after that which is two years and seven months ago which is four years and five months after rick disappears got it okay <laughs> daryl's fish ba- uh, sh- fish courtship my own, fish at least my notes for that were fish bangs and fish thuds <laughs> that was it <laughs> that was the only thing noteworthy <laughs> Why are you always throwing shit at me? <laughs> First you threw a hand at me five years ago. <laughs> it's not five years ago. You get what I'm saying. Rebecca Wait, Punch. No, I'm kidding. Rebecca Punch uh, was uh, told us that joke, but I didn't get it yet. So I had to wait to watch the episode until I understood the joke. <laughs> Oh, fish, oh, fish bangs. <laughs> yeah, and this is Daryl's first opportunity to think of himself. Daryl's trying to be vulnerable, right? And oh. This is his first attempt. Yeah, that is also when we find out Dog was born the same day as Matthew died. I guess exactly. That's the yeah. turning point. That's when yeah. things change. It's at this point that we start counting the months where Daryl and Leah are living together. A total of ten months living mm-hmm. together. We have to say that out loud several times. They've been living together from that point until this moment, which is um. So uh, up until a year and nine months into the past. So they only okay, kind of no. split up a year and nine months ago. Or they she left him or he left her. You could look at it both ways. The spear fishing thing, callback. Um, yep. Yeah, another scene of Daryl looking for Rick as Leah looks on. Uh, not dog. <laughs> <laughs> me and Daryl stop looking. You know, they're they're looking at the beauty of things. They're spending. They're doing things for themselves instead of like for others, for dead people, possibly. And of course, one of the many times, <laughs> one of the probably several thousand times, Leah and him knocked boots. That's what I wrote <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> in ten months, you can do a lot of boot knocking. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the chat, which is here's a fish woman. I fillet for you. I feel a for you. Now love me. I feel a for you. I feel a lot for you. I feel this woman take my fish, goddammit. <laughs> I think I love you guys so much. It's cold and dead like my heart. No, it's it's full and round and squishy. I have like feelings. Fishy. Take my fish. It's squishy like this fishy. Oh my once gosh. you go squawk, you never go once you go squawk, you never go talk. Wait, that's the wrong show. It's cold and dead just like my heart. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay. So at, at a year and nine months ago from present day, year and nine months, not too long ago, ultimatum. Okay. Which is five years and seven months after Rick disappears from the show. And it's, and it's like five months from, from when we get Magnus group, when we see Judith, you know, in Coda, you know, like bring dragging them back to Hilltop and all that stuff. Sorry to Alexandra. Oh, I also noted, um, that at the 10 months later point, uh, is when Daryl lost his other wing. 
Wait, at which point exactly? The 10 months later? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back. I think it's the th- the, 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 the the No, it's the, it the 10 months. Point? It's the 10 months later when Carol comes back. Um, and her hair's longer. She's got the ring on from Ezekiel. I'm trying. Oh yeah, this is where she says, "I don't want to lose you because you can't figure out when to stop." Um, yeah, that was. I I noticed his wing was oh. gone at that point. Yeah, this is the. This is right after he receives the ultimatum. Right, he yes. goes by the river. He's looking for Rick. Carol, a chance encounter with Carol. Yeah. You know, Carol returns and not across the divide. They're not across a river anymore. They're in person. She's close up at his camp. Um, and she says, I don't want to lose you out here. Okay. I don't want to lose you because you can't figure out when to stop. No. Right. Okay. And then, so, and, and I wrote in big letters, like, this is why Daryl is as progressively pissed off with Carol across TWD season 10, like, and holding back, obviously, like I said before, but it's like the hypocrisy of it. Like you went so far out of your way to come to see me, to tell me, Hey, isn't it enough? You know, well, the thing that we don't usually do, like we don't usually tell one another what to do. You know, we don't, you know, we, Darryl, we just enable one another. Daryl knows firsthand the consequences of going too far. That's why Glenn's dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. So I wanted to get to that comparison too, because it's n- not a very good one. It's not a, I, I thought about it, it really, really poked my brain a bit because it's, yeah, he knows full, he, the, the, the interesting thing is I don't know that Carol has that same living reminder. You know what I mean? Like, well, Carol she wasn't there for the lineup. It. Is that what you mean? Well, that that too yeah that too but like carol daryl's painfully aware of what it's like to go too far Mm -hmm. yeah in fact if carol if carol would have said it then and there i think he would have gotten it like you know it's not going too far like you know doing your own thing going too far i think daryl a long time ago you know learned you know what what it's like to to lose control like what it what what it costs to lose control killing Mm -hmm. glenn getting captured tortured etc so you know i almost (laughs) feel bad that carol doesn't doesn't have that lesson right So Lisa's saying losing a wing equals losing his virginity. Is that is that about the time he loses that wing though? You know, I wanted to I, I wanted to go back and watch it one more time and pay attention specifically just to the wing, but it's hard to tell because he he has a lot of layers on in this in this uh episode. And so when I mm-hmm. saw when I saw the back of his vest, uh that was probably the first time I had seen the back of his vest in in like two years. So I don't know. You know, you know? <laughs> and and it's funny, like between the scar and his eye, let's just say you know what, let's just even say that it's the midpoint. Like between the scar and his eye that you know three and a half years later or three and a yep. half years after rick leaves let's just say it's that so something crazy happened you know and maybe it lay Le- Le- leah's like alluding to the fact that you know maybe it's just the wild maybe it's one another one of those storms i don't fucking know yeah i don't know yeah. alicia um but you know because she says the, the remark you know it, it it's hard to live out here what if he oh that's really sweet oh nisa says okay because you're laughing at that right um what if what if he gave the wing to leah oh that that's actually really sweet. I like that. It is sweet, but it looked it looked more like it was it looks ripped like it's torn off. Out. Yeah, it looked it, it looked it looked it didn't look nicely un unthreaded. It looked like it was ripped no. or torn. Yeah, <laughs> but that is a really sweet thought. <laughs> yeah. So she's saying he would rip it out, though. You know, maybe like, she ripped. Maybe she ripped it off in a fit of passion. <laughs> Holla. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That, that deserved that moment. She's like, no, yeah, Daryl, I'll take it. Keep, I'll t- keep the vest on. I'll take the hit. <laughs> yeah. You can leave your vest on. Ooh. And, I'll, and I'll rip this thing off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's gotten hot in her. 
<laughs> time to cool down <laughs> and you know what that's that's the crazy part too like daryl is listening to her and takes her advice he says oh shit <laughs> uh be right back <laughs> and then he go jets off to find lee again only to see that she's the place is wrecked everything's knocked over blah 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 she's gone and then he writes the note he has the emotional maturity to write this note saying you're crystallizing everything he's learned in the past ugh, almost seven years saying find well, me because five years i can't do this like because if i find you I'm, I'm like not learning the lesson you just tried to teach me now find me mm -hmm. right so i i'm heartened by that i am heartened by that i'm heartened by the fact that he's learning like it's not like look we can easily <laughs> look at daryl and say like okay he's just this you know he's kind of a dummy but i don't think so i think he's just never given himself the opportunity to be more and i like when we see people trying to be more yeah seeing him write that note um was heart kind of heartbreaking. The only thing going through my mind at that point, the the very first time I watched it, was, holy shit, this is what was on the note that Carol read. Carol, re Carol read that note. I belong with you. Find me. Yeah. So, yeah. Carol so is this reading... This is going back to the earlier conversation we had. Yeah. So... <laughs> Carol is reading this note from her best friend that he left for this random woman. This note's been sitting here for two years. Excuse me, random woman? I'm kidding. I mean, by all accounts, right? Yeah. Very random. From her perspective. Yeah. From her perspective, right? I mean, kind of from Daryl's too, like randomly living in the woods. So when I realized what it said on that note, and then my mind flashed back to Carol reading it, and then, and then I started thinking about Daryl in the other room. He hears um, Carol, you know, open up the hidey hole and she's digging around in there. He knows damn well what's in there. He knows what she's going to find in there. He doesn't even attempt to stop her. He doesn't even try to say, you know, no, 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 nothing, you know. Doesn't he just he just stands there and waits for her to find the note and read it? Now, what does that make you think? Just give me your conclusions on that because because <sighs> it sounds like you're leading up to like a like a like a statement. Is Daryl not care that he she sees it or oblivious I, to the fact that it might affect her? What what is it? I don't I don't know. Like I'm angry and sad all at the same time, and I can't and I don't really have like like words to <laughs> attach to these feelings. But like the way he just sort of stood there and watched her read it, I I was kind of like, dude, like this is gonna break her heart and you're just gonna like let that happen okay very interesting that you say that <laughs> very interesting so you you so this is almost this almost comes packaged with the assumption that like from the viewer's perspective let's say yours it could be inferred that oh obviously carol has feelings for daryl romantic feelings for daryl right yeah is that what you're alluding no okay. no 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 not at all okay, okay. not at all no, no. So explain that a little bit better yeah okay so the fact that this note has been here for two years she, her and daryl have reconnected over these past two years and then she finds this note that has been sitting here saying i belong with you so if i were carol i immediately think wow so so like you like you've been like unhappy these past two years like are you you know have you been miserable why are you even here <laughs> oh here with me are you saying or like yeah yeah so so she ran away so we were like your second choice that's how i would feel i would feel like a second choice because she ran mm. away not me pers not Carol personally, I guess I just mean oh, just you. the the group. Like our people, our community. Like we're second rate. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's interesting about that is that like knowing now what you've seen in the past scenes, it's kind of like, well, Lee has never been one to say, I don't need, so she's always, she said from the beginning and firmly, like, I don't need saving. I don't need you to, to, to care for me or provide for, I don't need a damn fish from you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what's the response to that? What do I actually need? I just, I need a person. I need somebody to live with. I need somebody to share things with. I need somebody to share the beauty of things with. I can do all this shit myself. I don't need you, mm -hmm. you know? So when you take that into account, it's kind of like, um, yeah, she didn't she just needed me and I couldn't even do that for her. Yeah. That's and what, what is, she needed. And Carol says to Daryl at the end, I just need a friend. I don't need this. I don't need that. Ugh. I just need a friend. And, and she, she, you know, it's like, it's funny. It's like, she kind of had the last dig in that one too. If you think about it, like you'd think Daryl was, but like, I just needed a friend. Hey, they're, they're both wrong and they're both right. I, I, I'm not yeah. on anybody's side at the end of that. I mean, like, I'm crushed, but I, they're both right and they're both wrong. So I can't, ugh. it was just hard. Well, I think it was, it was Sharon, I think that said it earlier, like, you know, sometimes friends just need to blow steam off it's not the end of the world they'll be okay yeah you know? but but now i have to sit here for a week going oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna throw up, gonna throw up. <laughs> they're gonna be okay they're no. gonna be okay <laughs> Yeah, no, but you, did you notice that also on that note was a map? There's some bits of the drawings from the map. Yeah, like he tore basically, it basically, from his map. Yeah, basically telling her where to find him. Oh, see, I guess I didn't look, I didn't read that far into it. I just, he just used the paper he had, left a note. Oh, no, no, no. I think very specific. I have to imagine that he left, I mean, the fact that he scribbled that down on the map, he, he must have marked where he would possibly be, you know, like could be, I don't know if Hill, Hilltop's not on that map, but Alexandria is. So she knows to go to one of these communities, which is also another thing. Like, okay, I think it, it's probably a good time to go to the old maiden where she says basically choose between me, Alexandria, and uh, what was it? Th uh, and continuing to find Rick. Yeah. This fucking prison that you've been in for like five plus years or whatever. So um, there are many theories that I have about this. Um, one of the biggest ones I want to talk about is that it is it even possible that is it possible that Lee is pregnant? And this is why, because it does strike me as for somebody who doesn't need anything, she issues this ultimatum. Like you can't keep, you know, I stopped mourning the moment you stepped, you know, the moment you um, decided to live with me, you know, she put the picture away and the note and what's noteworthy is that she decides to take the picture with her when she leaves, because when Carol's rooting through all the stuff, you notice that the picture frame is there with a the broken glass or no, I think even when he steps into the place, the picture frame is there, but the picture's gone. You know, mm -hmm. she, she had taken it out. I mean, it was all like exposed, so, like that hiding place was exposed. So you're, you're convinced that she left. Yeah, I'm very convinced that she left. Very, like, 100% certain. If she had enough time to take out the picture to take with her, she had left. Why sure. did? Why wouldn't she? Was, she why wouldn't she, she take dog? That's that's a very good question. But she has enough time to take this picture with her. Like, if she was taken, she wouldn't have enough time to take the picture with her. Because the picture again, she put away the moment he started living with her. He said it's her basically saying, "I've had enough mourning." You know, on the day of his birth, I've had enough mourning. You know, I'm I'm living with Daryl now. That's it. So you know, puts it in, in the hiding in a safety safety kind of safe place so if she just left why it's a really good question like let's assume both things are true dog was with her at the time and then eventually went to him casually i don't know it doesn't feel like he came to her in a rush um how do you have enough time how do you, if you were captured how do you have enough time to grab a photo in a hidey hill spot or maybe she did maybe in the rush to leave she got caught whatever happened i mean anything anything's possible but okay she's <laughs> sharon saying the whispers 
she left because of the whispers. Um, Maybe. Lori in the photo albums. Good callback, though. Yeah. Charity seeing mm-hmm. Lori in the photo albums, taking it kind of like uh, Lori did with uh, Carl yeah. before they left. I guess I didn't I didn't want to think that, that Leah had just left because that would make her a giant bitch. And I just didn't want to think that. I was, I was starting to like her, but if she just left Daryl, then no, I don't like her anymore. Well, they're both, they're both giant bitches. <laughs> They're two peas. I like. I wrote this in big letters. Well, at one point. She they're like. Two, they're two fucking peas in a pod. <laughs> she threw a big. She's gonna like storm off and be a brat because he went to go look for his brother at the river. Get However, over yourself. <laughs> if she was pregnant, this this is what I'm saying. Like, if she was pregnant and she's not convinced, like, given the fact that this guy's so emotionally retarded that he can't even, you know, court her correctly, <laughs> or at least at the very least, somewhat competently. Um, <laughs> It, it might strike her to say, like, oh, my God, this guy is not only, like, emotionally retarded, like, romantically retarded, but he's, like, he's, like, um, competently retarded. Like, he can't separate himself enough. Because I wrote down in my notes, he must have been out there longer than she's mourned for Matthew, is what, I'm, was what I was thinking. Like, the fact that he's at, he's been looking for this guy longer than I've mourned for Matthew yeah. is a bread is a big red flag and if i am and again i'm assuming that she's pregnant but let's say that she is wouldn't that make you more urgent to say this is a child this is something that i've wanted a child of my own like what if this was her child she has no faith in him as a father to stick around long enough because every time he leaves let's think about this for a second because every time he leaves is another chance for him to die and i don't want that i want a father for my kid i want to i want a father that's going to be there for this kid and let's start with like i want a father that's going to be there for me i don't want you to keep going out there risking your life i'd rather it be like okay in pursuit of finding food you know find me food find me more food for this this bun in the oven you know <laughs> but let's say for me let's have a life together why isn't this enough you know find your peace right carol says find your peace you know eventually you have to know when to stop right and this is this is daryl's moment he went too far like and he knew he went too far he knew and he dialed it back right away he's like fuck if i don't stop i'm gonna miss out on this piece that carol's talking about apparently exists <laughs> so it's mythical thing that i have no nothing about but <laughs> but like but what do you think about the idea that she might be pregnant like does it make more sense that, that no like she made this ultimatum because of that because it didn't make sense to me either by the way for somebody well, who's very competent i okay i uh, the only time pregnancy entered my brain was i think it was right after the t- yeah it was at, right at the 10 10 months later jump and he says so you're not going to talk to me now like for whatever reason when he delivered that line i thought oh shit she like lost a baby or something or like something tragic happened with a child that was my thought that's that's a good thought i thought that's she a really had good thought. lost yeah, that, a baby that makes a lot more sense. i wish they would have said it like or it were <laughs> implied it a little bit better if that's the something, case that yeah. actually makes that makes even more sense than her being pregnant in my in my eyes well she would need you more know, support losing another kid yeah 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 be here for me that makes so much more sense i fucked up i fucked up I was looking for my brother um <laughs> and you're you're absolutely correct uh daryl has been out there looking for rick longer than she's been grieving matthew because we know matthew right. died the same day dog was born and when daryl meets dog right. it had already been two years since rick disappeared and dog was four months tops when he was a puppy right 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 yeah because the very small yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, she just lost him, right? Yeah. Oh, she was crazy. Yeah. I love it. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, but Nisa brings up a good point. If he can leave me for his dead brother, wouldn't he... Wait, hold on a second. If he can leave me to find his dead brother, I think she means. Wouldn't he leave uh, leave our child? Yes. You know, that's... The answer thing. is yes. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Why wouldn't uh, he? How will he... I, I, I think right. it's, I think it's selfish he... of her to tell him to stop doing... Stop being him. He was finally... He's finally able to be himself, and here she 
she's telling him not to be. I didn't like that part. Yeah. That was the part of Leah I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's it's also a part of Leah that runs against what she's usually about. Like she's usually about I'll take care of myself, you take care <laughs> of my you take care of yourself. And then you know if you want to spend time with each other that's fine. But yeah. this is a totally different Leah. This is a Leah that is saying, um, hasn't this been nice? You know, or but even even still like it's a complete character change. It's like what would prompt a character to say something that is contrary to what she's usually been, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's somebody that's way more emotionally mature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, stop grieving long enough to appreciate the fact that there was somebody out there that she could spend her life with. I, I think it's this weird moment where you don't, and this, you see this with Carol and Daryl occasionally too, like they're in different places. It's been like that every now and again, where Carol has had to go off on her own. Okay. So yeah, Nisa says it like, um, she's, yeah, she's very independent. It's like, even when you're not here, even when you're here, you're not, you're not really here. So it's, it's very interesting. So, but yeah, I could, I could see why she would be like, and you know, like when, when you get really frustrated with somebody and say like, why can't you be where? I want you to be. Why? Why can't you just get it? You know, when you get frustrated with somebody. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like that has there has to be something there. And again, Leah, sorry, Lynn Collins herself says not all is as is as it seems to be. Now, there's another prevailing theory on that note is that in there, I that Leah is a reaper. Oh, you've heard this one too, right? I have not heard that. Have you not? No. Mm -mm. It would make sense though. Why not? Why not? No. <laughs> Sure. Maybe she. Maybe sure. Maybe she's the the leader of the Reapers. Why maybe not? She, maybe let's she's throw, Pope. Let's throw another. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's another log in the fire, right? Yeah. Leah's Pope. <laughs> <laughs> when Lynn said not all is as it seems to me that like okay you you were very convinced that she left voluntarily to me that comment says she didn't mm, but yeah I mean I don't really know I just I don't the, either having taken the picture says a lot to me I, or it tells me something something is up or maybe she intended on leaving maybe it, it's like Daryl leaving to find her brother even after the ultimatum mm -hmm. but then coming back maybe she you know stormed out saying <laughs> shit i'm out and then tried to come back but couldn't mm, yeah there you go yeah because something took her right yeah it's not always as simple right 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 that sounds more like her right <laughs> sure sure yeah you stomp off all mad but you're gonna cool off and then come back but the whispers catch you instead Sharon is saying, here's not here. So another cabin scene, right? <laughs> like <laughs> like Daryl gets Daryl gets his Morgan moment, which in a sense is kind of like that, right? He gets his emotional maturity, right? He's yeah. He, he got his cheese. He got some of that cheese. Um, <laughs> but then she says in three, three times in all caps, maybe she's Madison. <laughs> maybe, maybe Leah's Madison. Maybe. Yeah. Pull off the rubber mask. <laughs> And that's why she left dog. Wait, why did she leave dog? Because well, she didn't have a choice? Well, no, I like the scenario that we just posited. If she stormed off all mad and then was on her way back, but someone intercepted her. Yes, maybe dog was with her and took off, you know, back and was like, arf, 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 help, you know, and then right, by then right. Daryl was there to see she was gone. Okay. Now, another idea I had was, is Leah imaginary? <laughs> He's been out there a long time. Because mm. Carol's never seen Leah. <laughs> No, kind of. That's true. I mean, the picture isn't there. Dog is very real, though. <laughs> Dog is very real, though. Right, right. This is like the RJ is RJ real conversation. You motherfucker. <laughs> It's way more legs, though, right? It does because Daryl's the only one that's seen her. Oh, you right? motherfucker! <laughs> they're a lot alike, right? They're yeah. so much alike. They're visually alike. They're and, like, dirty, whatever, crazy people. And there are so <laughs> so many Carol parallels with Leah. He right. could have been he could have been projecting exactly. Carol onto. The oh, stop it! God damn it! <laughs> right. 
Are they going to get what they want at the end? Oh I mean, gosh. Carol has the... This is the, another thing that Kirsten Okuna... Oh, no, actually, sorry. Let's give credit where credit is due. Because Free from the Cocoon said the Swiss army knife that Leah uses in this episode to cut Daryl loose. You can see a Swiss a Swiss army knife in uh, episode 1021, which is the last... I think is the last episode of the season. There's some promo photos or uh, production photos of Carol fixing a solar panel. And she's using a Swiss mm -hmm. army knife in that photo, right? Mm -hmm. So this is fucking with your head a little bit more, isn't it? How weird. That's so weird. Right? And so now we're back to the beginning where like, oh shit, are they going to give the fans kind of what they want? Right? Mm. And it, and then is Daryl crazy? Because that makes sense. Because one of the things was like, remember when I said, well, what, what does everybody expect? Carol to run off and fuck Daryl all these years? Well, maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if they... If... Daryl is the one living in the cabin and I don't know. Oh and gosh. oh, and, and here's another thing that may or may not support this theory, but it, again, it fucks with your head. <sighs> when Daryl's in that storm and the water comes in, it ruins the mm. map. The The map in the beginning of the episode and the map throughout these, these flashback scenes is looks almost exactly the same. Like it's, it's as if he drew it exactly the same to the point where they have certain dates where he checked certain areas, like 116 in one place, the burnt barn, which was the barn, I think was the barn that Rick was in, in uh, 905, right? Oh, oh, that barn. There's been yeah. a lot of barns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the burnt the burnt barn where he almost got look okay, first of all he, he got thrown onto a pike in 904 yep or like a uh, rebar right yeah he's walking he's walking away slowly he's on his horse and then he goes away and he comes upon this this i think it's more of a cabin but it looks like sort of a barn and he goes in he has this shane flashback i think at that point he's like yeah. get up and, and then he and it, i think it uh goes on fire hence the burnt barn or whatever i don't know so something like that i'm thinking myself whatever <laughs> Okay. Daryl Daryl cut his own face like Huck. As a reminder. <laughs> nice niece. Um yeah, his map is literally drawn to scale the same way with the same markings and it somehow survived that storm. Like even though he tore it down. So oh my god. I don't I don't really I don't like this. Did I don't you, like this at all. Did you see the same thing I did in that scene? Um Daryl I'm going to, I'm going to use this Picks word. Up. I'm going to use this word and then you're going to help me use a better word. But he seemed almost suicidal. Yes. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, right. The lightning strike. I, I thought when he was picking up the bolt, like he, he was, he had his hand on a bolt, right? He and picked he up gonna, the whole, he, he picked up the whole thing. He picked up the he, whole crossbow. Now, now I thought that that's what he was going to do. Me too. But it didn't show that, right? It didn't show that. No, he just but like, he walks out and just sort of looks up like he's waiting for it though. Right. And then he kind of <sighs> just looks down like this. And then how is it that we both, now this is the really good, this is really good story craft. The fact that you can visually make the kinds of motions that Daryl's going to make and then infer the same thing. You and me thought the same exact thing, right? Yeah. The lightning, he has an epiphany, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it does make you think like, what, what, uh, what was it, right? Like what, what, so def, let's just say, let's just call it as we see it. Like this is Daryl definitely like almost giving up. I think so. Like, and yeah. then, and then the lightning not, not deciding to strike him. So when, when that storm hits, it's sort of towards the beginning. This is just two years after uh, Rick disappears. So Daryl has been out there looking for Rick for the past two years. And um, and it's also after he talks to Carol and finds out that things are kind of wonky. Um, Maggie's left. Uh, Michonne is still not talking to anybody, really. Um, you know, and things are just kind of weird. And yeah, I kind of actually, <laughs> I used a, a Sarah line here. I said, Daryl sitting in his tent like a turd in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, and then he gets that, mad because the map melts, you know, and then the yeah. lightning strikes, and then I just see him kind of like, yeah, deflated. Yeah, yeah, and and we infer the same thing. It looked like he was in only, and this is again two, only two years in or so, right? I forget ish the time. Two yeah, ish right? years after Rick, yeah, yeah. So it, so Sherry actually asked a, a very interesting question: was uh, was this was the storm the same one in four A? And I had already inferred that the storm from four A was the one that happened in season nine, where the bridges washed out. Yes, I thought I'm, that I'm was not, what I'm we. I'm not had... ready. Yeah, it, the time it's too far apart. I think you know that the the walking dead has kind of like leaped so when when season nine came about it was a year later and fear hadn't quite reached that year later status so by the time the storm comes around it's already two years after that mm -hmm. you know two years after rick leaves so it's not the same storm in, as in 4a it's not the walker nato i would like yeah. it to be but it's not yeah, yeah. nisa says map's gone might as well die anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> But no, it's so let's focus. Let's focus on this one thing though. Like, look, as much as that was a great insight, and and, and again, very rough. Um, the map is drawn to scale with the same markings as before. Now, again, you can easily relegate that to Daryl not living for himself. Daryl is a slave to this mission of trying to find Rick, noble but fruitless. The lesson that he learned ultimately after losing Leah is that I cannot. I'll try to find her a little bit for a little while, and he still was until Carol finally came a knocking with Henry. Not boots, but knocking. <laughs> um, uh, hey, mom, what's that noise? Um, no, when he came and came and knocking. That that's when he he still was out there. He was still out there. Yep. Seven months after that moment is when they finally came around. But that map was drawn to scale. Everything was done to scale. It, it just reinforces the idea that okay, maybe Leah is made up. Maybe she could be made up. It's weird because like you can see this this kid being the amalgam of like Carl, of Sophia, of you know. They lost Carl. He lost Carl. You know, um, Sophia. Um, pictures, of, you know, that Lori took from the house for Rick. The, the whole idea of a found family versus a traditional family, like a biological family, a squad. You know, literally Rick, uh, Rick, Carol. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, T Dog, uh, Daryl. You know, that squad it wasn't that many people. He'd often complained that that's what he preferred. You know, let's let's live out there. I want to live out there again as a small group. All the things Daryl is acutely familiar with. You know, and Daryl says nothing, just listens. But yeah, so. It does kind of support this theory. Oh, fuck this, right? It's like fuck this shit. Because again, and then I have to refer back to Lynn, sorry, Lynn Collins's comment, which is again not all, not all is as it seems. You know, mm -hmm. it could have been an abusive relationship. You know, maybe he beat her up, and that's why he has the scars, <laughs> or she beat him up, and he has all these scars. I don't know, <laughs> but it could be that she's a, she's imaginary. Who knows? Okay, I have another idea, and this is something that actually some a, a couple of other people saw as well as me. But you know, if Leah happens to be with the Commonwealth. Could she take on the role that Sherry had in the comic? And and Daryl actually, this is something I've said a lot. Is and Daryl takes on the Dwight role in the Commonwealth. Sherry doesn't survive to the Commonwealth. She's not in the Commonwealth. Maybe more to the point. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't quite make it to the Commonwealth, but she leads well. Okay. So what if Lynn? Sorry. What if Leah? Sorry. What if Leah hap happens upon the Saviors? Right. In amidst all this time, there's like one question that we had about what happened to them now we know as a podcast that some of them happen to be with the whisperers but what about all the others right yeah we didn't know we don't know what happened so this this could be something here yeah i mean we don't have a lot of time to tell that story <laughs> 
But right, what do you think about that? I mean, you have more perspective on this idea or you could fill in some gaps where I start. I mean, anything is possible. Let me just start with that. Anything is possible. But the what little we know about Leah, I'm not sure that she would surround herself with another group of people. It seems like she is enjoying the isolation. Or is content in her yeah, I don't, mourning. If she were the, the leader of any group, I think it would be because it was forced upon her. Not, not a choice. I don't think she would go out looking for a group mm. of people. If that were the case, why wouldn't she and Daryl go back to Alexandria together? If she were interested in a community, she had opportunity. Right. right. You're right. I, I mean, unless Daryl leaving off again to find Rick after having a miscarriage or a pregnancy or whatever <laughs> it is. Who knows the impetus of that? Like the right. real one? Because again, this is... Okay. And again, I refer back to Lynn Collins' statement that not all as it seems because we're only getting this from Daryl's emotionally retarded perspective. Right. Right? Yes. Like, so maybe from her perspective, she saw things differently. Mm -hmm. Like she saw Daryl that just didn't give a shit about this or just didn't react to that. I mean, for the most part, when she was, it's funny because when she was describing what had happened to Matthew and her squad and the events of leading to the birth of dog, etc., that whole thing. So he was just silent until finally she turns the gun at him. Like the, you know, what, who did you lose? And mm -hmm. then he talks about Rick and again, only about Rick. This is what, like, as, as much as I recognize and was heartened by the fact that he was, when he said, I lost my brother and was referring to Rick, didn't a part of you feel a little bit weird that he never meant, mentioned Merle at all? I mean, maybe for the sake of brevity, it makes sense. Like, right? I lost my biological brother. He could have said, like, I lost my biological brother a long time ago, but my found brother, you know, I lost my found brother and he was my family. You know, he could, like, relate to her or whatever. I think Rick was more of a real brother to Daryl than Merle ever was. Right. I agree. I agree. I mean, he was in Merle's shadow for all of his life. Yeah. You know, getting his ass into trouble, too. Making I mean, him think what he needed him to think. I wouldn't be surprised if Daryl just sort of pushed Merle right out of his head. Yeah, I could see that too. I guess, I guess maybe from my perspective to kind of support this cockamamie theory <laughs> is we are seeing these from a particularly narrow perspective, which is Daryl's. And the other side of this coin might be a whole lot different. You know, like maybe the things he said, he forgot he said, or maybe the things he did, he didn't know that he was doing even, right? We all forget. Like sometimes when somebody explains, you know, you know why did, why did, why did you leave him? Oh yeah, he was totally, he was doing this, he was doing this and he was doing that. And then you ask the guy and he's like, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah. I didn't know I was doing that at all. Man, I did not know. If somebody would have told me, she did try to tell you, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, but like that, that sort of thing's going on. Um, no, but so, so Nisa's saying, I don't see Leah, Leah as a joiner. I'm like, no, but like Sherry is the leader of the saviors in the comic book. Yes. Literally. So yes. this is why I say that is because she leads the save. It's like almost like a splinter rebellion. She, it is. She, she leads with the, with, with the uh, saviors. And so I could see a world in which like, okay, now we're kind of treading into fear territory right now where okay, you have all these saviors under Leah. Um, you have the reapers to worry about and you got Maze slash perhaps Pope, right? So, and we're dealing with maybe like a trifecta of like, okay, who's going to join whom to defeat whom? Who's the bigger threat, right? <laughs> Could it be Leah? Could it be the Reapers? Is Leah the Reapers? Maybe the saviors take on the name the Reapers. Who fucking knows? Nobody does. And there's only six episodes to tell that story. So, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Nisa just gives up. She goes, okay, okay, Leah's imaginary. Leah's imaginary. It's fine. I can deal with that. Sister, that whole 
breakdown was so hard to follow and it was supposed to be an emotional moment but i was too busy going my sister who's not my sister and then the and the and the carry the one oh okay like really my nephew who's yeah not my nephew yeah <laughs> right. like exactly i was supposed to be feeling emotional for this this character in this moment but really i was just like trying to figure out how she's actually related to this kid which she's not <laughs> it's almost you know what but if you had to explain who judith's mom and dad is in like five seconds you yeah probably you can't conversation, yeah you couldn't right? you couldn't that's why i mentioned her in the notes i'm like oh it's like it's just like judith it's like okay what's who's her real dad wait no it's rick wait no what about her mom oh it's the imaginary mom yeah yeah right yeah <laughs> i mean not imagine i'm sorry i don't mean to say imaginary i mean like oh her her found mom her yeah. step right stepmom no i would say I don't know found mom i mean they never really got married you know right right that's why <laughs> i put a question mark at the end of it mm -hmm. yeah. i mean mom's mm -hmm. you know mom's fine i call my friends mom's mom you know what i mean a mom is a mom a mom is who takes exactly. care of you who loves yeah. you who you know cleans your scraped knee when you fall down you know but but yeah. I, I guess my that's the, that's the definition i guess the my point is like all of that bouncing around explaining the relationship took took away from what I was supposed to be feeling in the moment, which right, was bad right. for her and I didn't. Well, I mean, it's a critique on the show. I, I took it as more of like a oh, I see what they're trying to do here. They're trying to describe something similar to what Daryl and all those people have gone through. Okay, you know, all the kids that are left over, it's found family. It's yeah. this, you know, Daryl's my brother, you know, Rick's my brother, you know, this, this whole thing, you know? So mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. I know what they're trying to do. And, you know, credit to Lynn Collins. I mean, the emotional punch was there. I mean, yeah, I could see you getting lost in the explanation yeah which you know i mean like it's a reach right because like should we do it should we put this line in should we make it this convoluted why would we make it this convoluted uh are people gonna get lost in that you know can lynn bring it enough to for us to be okay with it yeah you know it might be lost on some people might be you know which again supports my notion that lee is imaginary hmm. you know it's possible yeah. that this is all like a mishmash of getting daryl to envision oh samesies samesies we're the same yeah lynn collins did deliver the line she did i mean i got the information um but yeah for me it just it took away from the sadness in yeah. the moment yeah it felt it felt almost unnecessary and yet okay i get it i yeah. get why that was there yeah right yeah okay now with all of that in mind we have to talk about connie a little bit because i forgot about her in a sense seriously you know I mean? like i i know she I, I know she was mentioned obviously <gasps> like at the end especially but you almost have to kind of now retrace all the steps leah was in this time frame where you know between rick leaving and you know their her group you know magnus group let's say coming into the picture you know carol reaching out to him henry coming out and then you know this whole that whole noise but like now that contextualizes connie and his relationship also like okay daryl and leah were one way and and you can see that daryl and connie are another way you know like they're not you know daryl is not emotionally retarded anymore he's opening <laughs> up he's allowing himself to be vulnerable a little bit right he's learning sign language i wouldn't say for her but like to have a an actual thing for himself you know to establish a language that he can speak with with connie right yeah yeah so i could like how does that even happen without leah being in the picture without that kind of regret you know in the back of his mind it makes a lot more sense that this this connie and daryl thing didn't come out of nowhere it almost feels like it did though right Right? Like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I guess this is supposed this should happen eventually, right? He's not that emotionally retarded. No, apparently he is. Apparently he really is. <laughs> but if it wasn't for that relationship, that could never have happened. Not really. He still would have been a shadow, you know? He wouldn't have had lines. He wouldn't have been a leader. Yeah. I mean, talk about people coming into your life that enable you to 
be more something that you never thought you could be, right? Like you said, like we both said. Okay. Yeah. Nisa says, I'm totally for her. Donnie all the way. Like <laughs> hashtag Donnie. Oh, okay. That's interesting. She also says Leah is Daryl's traumas. Mm. So she is, so she is imaginary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I wanted to report something on the logo though. I actually compared this week's um, opening sequence, you know, right down to the logo and um, the logo has not changed. It still has that streak of blood on the D I think it is. Yeah. It, it has not progressed at all. There's now, some that, on the W too. Next week's, what's that? There's some on the W too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. One, some of the beginning W and, and one on the D. Oh, beginning. Right? Sorry. <laughs> It hasn't progressed. It hasn't gotten bigger. It hasn't gotten bloodier. doesn't mean that the following episodes won't be like that, but I'm just noting usually there's a progression of some kind. There isn't one. I literally saw like two different episodes on the same frame and I'm like, hey, nothing's changed, which <laughs> actually makes me feel a little bit better. Like, okay, this is the aftermath. We're picking up the pieces now. Maybe the blood gets drier. I don't know. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. After all of this conversation, Nisa says, anyway, it was such a boring episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's almost unfair because Chris Hardwick brought this up that like, okay, you know, there's this sweet moment in the beginning where Carol picks up the map, the very map or very map. I don't know. Quote unquote, who knows what the fuck happened? Imaginary Leah. Um, the map that he must've been picking up stuff for dog and putting away sticks into his bike and starting the bike and the map must've fallen out and Carol slyly picks it up and put, just puts it in his bag. Doesn't want to make him feel bad about dropping it. It, it gets me thinking about all the times that maybe Carol has done that for him in throughout the series, like just done things for him that he didn't know about helping him out. And, and it isn't fair, right? It, like sometimes we want to be mad at Carol, but like we get it. Carol's awesome. Carol's the shit. And, uh, you know, you don't want to give her as much. I don't want to give her as much shit as I, as I tend to, but you know, and it got me thinking actually about like, occasionally I have to kind of go back to some of my, <clears throat> to some of my opinions and go like, am I being too harsh? You know, am I, you know, it, I mean, in many ways, this episode has made me think, you know, in light of in light of the hypocrisy like maybe i'm not going far enough but that moment also made me dial it back a little bit and say like it's not for nothing you know and and daryl ultimately does say you're not going to lose me not if i let it you know and i'm not going to let it nope. you know and he does remind her i'm not going to let it and so when when i go to the end of the episode like this was the beginning of the episode i go to the end of the episode when they fight it's like carol is almost hysterical like and i get it she's trying to make amends she's she's doing the best that a carol can do right like <laughs> i'm ultimately right and i'm never i'm never going to say i was wrong but i'm trying to make amends you know and she's like maybe it's maybe it's maybe our luck has run out maybe i don't know but like let's let carol have her moment let's let daryl let out some steam for the balloon right ultimately we know and we've seen this many times in season 10 you know daryl may have turned his back on her like in terms of just physically and may and, and you know may not have agreed with her all the time but he's always going to be there for her you know always and to not be there for her would be basically not learning the lesson he did with leah in a sense right if you think about it don't take it too far do you think do you really think he, after all the many times he's taken it too far like you could easily have seen him do that with connie well the second they lost connie he could have been like you know and he was for a sec a couple seconds he's like no we gotta get after her now and then kelly's like we gotta go um and he could have just kept looking for her obsessively the way he looked for rick he didn't now we understand why i don't see him not doing that for carol i don't see him not doing that for carol i don't see him being stupid enough to let that happen to their relationship at all there's no way five i don't know seven plus years of him looking for rick you know so seven years 
Sanders looking for Rick. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. So I don't want people to like, don't shed a tear for Madison. No, don't shed a tear for their relationship. They'll be okay. Right, Sharon D? Right. I see. And I really, really want to agree with that. You know, the fact that, oh, that, that they're going to be okay. Their relationship is going to pull through. And I, and I really wanted to, and I'm, and it's, and it's, and it's going to, but, but, you know, he hasn't given up on Rick in the past seven years. That's easier. It's easier not to give up on that because Rick's not there. He's not going to give up on hope. someone who's on who's dead. Right? right. Right. Well, he doesn't know he's dead. I mean, he can think he's dead, but he's not going to stop looking for him because once he stops looking for him, he'll, that's when he ad admits that Rick is dead. But Carol's there. They're face to face. When he says something, she says something back. Like, there's still time to... <laughs> There's still time to say something regrettable. You know, they can right. still go too far in in their fight. You know. Yeah, Rick, don't talk back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my saying. point. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So reasons to freak out. I understand. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm I am. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's not it's not I mean, look, to your point, um, when Daryl makes the decision he does to continue to look for Rick in spite of like, you know, Leah saying choose. And I don't think he made a decision, really. I don't think he decided Oh, it's Rick or nothing, bitch. Right. Like, I don't think he did that. Yeah. I think he just went about his routine, his day. Yeah. I think he took that in and he said, okay, I'll get back to you. Let me look for Rick in the meantime. And she's like, dumbass, I'm trying to tell you something. Why going out for Rick right now? I, I honestly don't think he made the decision like on the spot, you know, like that's what I, that if it's between you, me and my previous community that I ran from again, and allusions to Daryl not facing his family over what had happened, you know, something that's typically a Carol move, right? Yeah. And Carol stayed oddly. There you go. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's, I don't think he made the decision then there. And I think he realizes then and there like, okay, oh, you meant now you meant, you meant, you want me to choose now. Oh, let me run back because yeah. Yeah, there's still time it's really funny because when you think about it like some people do make mistakes that end up changing the course of their lives wasn't the word mistake used in this episode it was a mistake i did not write the word mistake down let me write i definitely wrote the word regret <laughs> yep well, this was in reference to leah looking at matthew's grave yeah which is something that um that nisa i think actually said dara looks at the grave the same way leah does so she so she did but she said something earlier that says um that she said um leah's real but she died right after they met she's the one uh that uh, she's the one on that grave at the cabin everything else he imagined mm. Oof, very interesting gosh i mean it's just just thinking about it just yeah and i don't want that to be true because that's like very like mm. god that's so tragic for daryl otherwise i mean it'd be par for the course for the show right to fuck with us <laughs> sharon is retracting her first june one. comparison <laughs> yeah exactly just <laughs> no just to be safe <laughs> They're really married. They're really married. Daryl really did knock boots, right? <laughs> right? The only reason I don't think Leah is dead is because um, Carol asked Daryl, you know, do you, so do you think she's still out there or, or something along those lines? And he says, I, well, I don't know. If he knew she had died, I think he would have told Carol that. He told her everything else, you know. But then again, if you didn't know she was alive to begin with, like if she was made up. Ooh. Well, yeah. I mean, the imaginary thing's still right? up in the air, but I don't think she's <laughs> That's That's dead. still in play. Yeah. If she's dead, yeah, the imaginary thing's still out there. But if she died right after they met, Daryl would know that. He would know she had died. And I think he would tell Carol that she died. Don't you? Or, I don't know, is there, just given their relationship as it stands now, now, not like in the past where he was just open with her in spite of, like, maybe possible romantic feelings towards him. Um, yeah, I, maybe now he's holding back a little bit. Maybe because, I don't know. I There was one scene, and I, I didn't write this in my notes, but I was like, that's very odd. She's holding a shot 
shovel, right? Did you see the scene where she's she's coming out, like he's coming by, she, he's petting dog and all this shit. She comes out with a shovel and puts it like on the side of the house. And I was thinking to myself, look, it could be a shovel used for ordinary gardening things, whatever it is. But then it got me thinking like, if this was imaginary, was this like him just having buried her, right? <laughs> like, and then she's still talking to him. All of a sudden she's different, right? He doesn't accept it, right? <sighs> That, well, that's what Nisa says. He doesn't accept it. He looks. He looks at it with such sadness. He doesn't. He doesn't accept it. So to to what end so, though? Yeah. To, so maybe a hybrid of the two, right? To what end? What what? We're never gonna know. Well, no, that's <laughs> imaginations of the maniacs <laughs> on the show. Usually, when they do something, it's it's for a reason. That's why we for do this. That's why we yeah. take notes. It's for a reason. So if she is imaginary, if she did die right after they met, to what end? What what does this mean for for Daryl's growth and development? I, 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 Right. Or lack not thereof, a, if that's the case. Oh, well, yeah, lack thereof. I'm not against it. I just, there's just got to be a reason for it. That's all. Give me a reason, and then I'll support it. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe like a Lori dur- dying during childbirth scenario, too. Like, it's anything, mm. like, you can think of anything when it comes to this time. Job. Then where's the child? I mean, think about, like, okay, <laughs> why in there three ga- three graves, right? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the maybe the original grave is a lie. I, here's, the, here's the other thing to, to this whole thing is that, like, um, yeah. um, what if some of this stuff that we're saying explains explains the scar right what if the scar isn't something completely random that they're waiting to tell us about or not because fuck them <laughs> um what if this is the scar and the wing being gone is directly related to what happened what if the tragedy was so big what happened to leah that and and what he's seeing when he comes back to the cabin again the cabin every time he comes back when during this 10 month period it's full of light they're sharing times together it's bright when he comes back after realizing he fucked up after carol's words saying you know yeah i don't want want you to 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 die never like to be out here and lose you without finding peace comes back it's dark it's drab it's been knocked over it's kind of like the way they found it in the present mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it makes you wonder which is the real and which is the, which is the illusion if we're talking about illusion right mm-hmm. i'm so surprised we latched onto this of all the all the theories i thought <laughs> the baby one would have been the, the the theory we want because then you think of like oh she's out there with a kid like just like it's somebody to play with like judith and 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 R and RJ and you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's like I could think of that all day. Like the like the dog's name is dog, so the kid's name is kid, right? Obviously. <laughs> if Daryl if Daryl <laughs> knew she was pregnant when she went missing, though, he there's no way he would uh come back to Alexandria. He'd still be out there searching for her if she were pregnant. Yeah, and I think Lee. I mean, again, the 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 choices that both these characters make. You know, I'm so independent. I don't want to tell him. I want you. I want him to be there for for me rather than for a kid. I don't want to anchor this fucker down. I don't need him. I could raise this kid myself this again i'm like getting into leah's psychology like or you know whatever we know of her right yeah so i can see a world in which she would keep that from him i need you to choose because i need to know who i'm raising this child with or you know if anything if anyone at all right because it's kind of what she was she i mean she describes matthew that way it's like it's like he's like everything i ever i ever wanted in a kid you know even though he's not my kid technically so oh my gosh interesting nisa the parapsychologist uh <laughs> he can't accept rick is dead he killed leah uh well, i don't hate it rick's not dead so. i like it it. There's nothing to I don't accept. think it's, I don't, th- yeah, we know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Leah died in childbirth and Daryl is still dealing with the trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon D's like nowhere to be found because of the June comparison. <laughs> She's like, no, it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little couple. 
um yeah no see that's and that's i was thinking that too like it would be an interesting parallel to see like a, a lori you know lori sort of comparison to rick sort of thing eh. childbirth's rough right you know <laughs> listen i i have learned to expect the unexpected from this show so if leah's imaginary sure why the hell not but i hope she's not because i do hope we see her in season 11. I want to see more of her. I want Carol to meet her. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I do too. And I, I want Carol to be her. No, um, I, what I find interesting too is that I know we're going to see her again. I'm just, I'm going to be, I know that part of me is going to be, sh whether it's we find her in the present or we see another scene from the past that we forgot about, which could, is a possibility, right? It could be one of those things where the only time we ever see her again is in a past scene, right? Mm. And then we realize Leah flashes between images of Carol, like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? I've been fucking Carol the whole time. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I told, I wanted Eric to gr agree with me earlier and he just wouldn't, but am I crazy or do you see a little bit of similar features between Lynn Collins and Melissa McBride? I mean, not exactly, um, but quite similar. Generally speaking, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the 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 I, eyebrow I'll, arch, the the slope of their nose, like uh, uh, eye placement. Yeah, Lynn has a, a a bigger smile, but when they're both just sort of relaxed face, like even like this area is similar. Like, I I just thought they resembled each other, not exactly. Nisa agrees but, with you too. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Okay, good. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. I often do that too, and nobody believes me. I thought. <laughs> Maybe I was <laughs> seeing what I like wanted that. to see. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't even have to go that far, too. Like, right? Like, yes, the features resemble one another, right? But then, you know, also the spear fishing, the mm -hmm. callbacks, to certain lines. The Daryl will say something Leah said. Carol will say something Leah said. Carol will do something that Leah's done. I mean, losing a child no in the apocalypse. <laughs> Right, the mishmash, right, yep. right. The mishmash of Lori, Carol, you know, that found family, mm -hmm. losing a child, mourning that loss all these all these years. I mean, it, it's it's all there. Like, what does it mean though? Like, so the th the spear fishing thing, but like, I mean, I remember writing it down, and then later on having to take notes on this episode, and then they're like, like it almost bugs the fuck out of me. Like, why, 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 why are they doing the same thing? Why, why zero having the same reaction? Right, like this bugs the fuck out of me. And at one point, I even thought. To to myself is 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 carol fully conscious of where she's leading daryl to like does carol know is carol leading him to the cabin too no dog did that's what i want <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, in the present. Oh, but yeah, you're right. Dog does still in the present. Yeah, that's true. But like, generally speaking, in the same direction. She wanted to go the to hunt. She wanted to go the opposite direction. The other way. Yeah. But what if she said that so he would go in the opposite direction? Right. Again, I don't believe it, but I thought I'd throw it out there just in case because it's clear to me that like she's kind of like, you sure you want to go in there? You know, you sure you want to go? Because she knows about the cabin. Like, you sure? She gives him a look. Like, you sure you want to go down this path? You know, like, all right. You know, because I know about her like you yeah. sure you want to explore this part of you that you haven't explored in a very long time see and i was trying at the beginning of the episode i was trying to not think about leah because you know i wanted to not be spoiled and i wanted to go into it like just sort of watching it and so when i saw the map and then he suggested the river i thought well no he just wants to you know look out for rick some more yeah maybe yeah i mean it's clear that like so i didn't get that by the end of the episode but like it, it's because what he says really rocked me it was kind of like after seeing all of that seeing like 
but really seeing it firsthand instead of being inferred. Okay, I've been looking for Rick all these years because we know we know he's been doing that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Now you get to see it. it. That's the painful thing about watching this episode is seeing the just like obsession almost like to not like a, a man who does not know who does not have his own life to abscond with his life to the point where he doesn't he he lives in in this noble pursuit rather than find some sort of peace. The lesson you should learn in the apocalypse, like we used to say that Daryl was most built for this world. You know, he's effortless at hunting. He can take down walkers. He can do this. He can do that. And everybody thinks they're a Daryl, but they're really like a Eugene or like a Martha, <laughs> let's say. But yeah. then you really look at it. It's like, oh, but he's only able to be this way because he's not a person. Everybody else has to deal with their own personal baggage. Daryl doesn't. Not really. He doesn't have a lot I mean, of baggage. Yeah, oh, so I was, yeah, what's the point of being tortured at the Savior's thing if you really have no, like you have attachment to people, sure. But like when you don't live for yourself, it's I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, you still have a psyche, but like. Easy Street. What's to lose? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Right? Yeah. Life is but a reason when you're on Easy Street. When of, you have nothing to live for, what's the fucking point? Of all the, right? of all the people they chose to torture, Daryl would have sat there for years taking it for his people. Mm -hmm. And he, and in a sense, he sort of did with Rick, right? Yeah. He just sat there asking for it, begging for it, <laughs> asking God to, to lightning strike himself away from it as yeah. he knows he doesn't know when to stop, right? Because when he says to Carol firmly, I know where I need to be. I know where I want to be. I know where I want to be. I believe him because having gone through all this, through the experience with Leah, assuming it's, it's true, um, <laughs> Uh, I see him saying, I'm not, I know what it is to not live for myself, to have, to have no semblance of finding my happiness. I'm not going to let that happen. Now it's your turn. You know, now it's your turn. I know where I'm supposed to be. I believe it. I, it's, I, after seeing him like trudge through sludge and kicking over fucking boats and shit, just to find something that is not his, that, it, I mean, it would be nice to find it for himself, but you know, how long, man, how long? It, when you see that scene at the end, I do believe he knows where he's supposed to be. He's, I mean, he has no choice. He can't look for Leah. He can't look for Connie. But best thing he can do is to be there for whoever's alive, right? So that's, that was the heartbreaking thing. And it's heartbreaking because now that points the gun at Carol. It's like, well, what about you? You know, what, what is the thing that you are living for now? And Daryl kind of almost alludes to it actually in the beginning of the episode. Like you have nothing better to do. Like it's, no, I mean, I say that like fully knowing that they're friends and they're close or whatever. And, but knowing also that like there is half of what Carol doing with Daryl is like there's almost like an, a lack of acknowledgement that anything happened that Daryl's not in some way not over this you know like she's trying to pretend like everything is is okay right it's not okay it's not okay and this is a theme that goes throughout this this season so far you know Maggie acknowledging Negan like acknowledging the fact that I don't know God knows what I would have done had this been me and yet also like for her I mean you killed Glenn there's an acknowledgement so that has to happen you know that it's the rebuilding the acknowledging you know, past grievances and, and all that stuff. But then there's also like, and Carol's doing, I don't think Carol's doing any of it. Like she is doing the rebuilding part, but not the acknowledging part. I'm not sorry for any of it. Like I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge that, you know, I don't think she even acknowledges fully that like she's responsible for Connie though also too, like in some sense. I think she's sorry about it, but, but she's not sorry about this. And I don't know. Well, she's sorry it's it happened, but with. she says I was right. Yeah. She, I'm sorry yeah. about Connie. She did say I'm sorry about Connie, but she was right. Yeah. Quickly follows it up with, but I was right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. 
she she needs to learn how to apologize. I think. Yeah. I mean, like it's hard because she it's 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 Daryl, right? Why can't I be real with Daryl, right? And yet Daryl is the one who's mad. So it's like there's a line, man. There's a line. I mean, I don't think Daryl would want it any other way. Let's just put it that way. Daryl wouldn't want it any other way. But that also makes it difficult because at the same time he was building something with Connie too, you know. And it's it's like oh that's my friend too, you know. We our, our relationship is different than than yours than Connie's, but like at the same time, how do I reconcile that? And yeah. Again reconciliation is part of this the theme of this season so far rebuilding reconciliation i i really boiled it down yeah. to rebuilding reconciliation and acknowledgement like it's these three things that are they're, they're playing hot potato right now like yeah. we're bouncing from and again this is making me crazy this <laughs> this whole thing is making me crazy if you really think about like the the span of like everything that's happened throughout the zombie apocalypse which is a whole other beast it's like oh we're doing all of this in a zombie apocalypse yeah and now if this was like a like a, a riverdale sort of thing like, like okay it's not in a zombie apocalypse but it, it's riverdale it's making me crazy but it's riverdale no it's in a zombie apocalypse so this is making me even more crazy because now we just have to survive as well right they they're starving their their walls are unfortified you know they're looking for food that's a whole other pressure (laughs) it's riverdale but i but i was right Nisa says, I, oh wait, let me just read all of it. She says, okay, let me just start with, I'm sorry, but I was right. I get it, but I was right. I'm sorry it makes you crazy, but I was right. It's Riverdale, but I was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I was gonna, oh, if there man. was, if there was a moment in this episode where Carol just was like, oh, irked me a little bit, it would be that when she, she says, but I was right. And then she says it again about her and Daryl's relationship. I was right. Our, oh, our about- luck's up. And I'm like, no, I'll forgive her for that though. I mean, meaning I'll forgive her for thinking, for despairing a little bit. And that's, that's kind of like the lesson from Leah though, is that, you know, sometimes things happen and your relationship is never going to be the same again, but that doesn't mean that it's not still there. And, and and again, Daryl says only if you let it, you know, so it may never be what it was, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And I think that's the point this episode is driving home is that it's easy to despair when you see the nature of your relationship has changed. Sometimes things happen and they'll never be the same again. However, don't let it completely disappear, right? Don't let it be lost. Lost through time, lost through despair, lost through mourning. The lesson that we need to learn here and we need to hold on to while we go through this tough period is, you know, it's only gone if we let it be. It may never be the same. That doesn't mean it can't be something more. Okay, Carolers, calm down. But maybe, but maybe. Again, if Lee is imaginary, (laughs) it's him and Carol knocking boots. (laughs) Something different doesn't mean something bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I throughout this conversation, and thanks to Sharon being here and Nisa too, because some of the fear references, I often I've often bounced back and forth between what we're seeing now in The Walking Dead to what we've been seeing on Fear of the Walking Dead, which is like this fear. I, I have to hand it to fear. There's something about watching these characters, and and just a, it's like a testament to why I like it so much is that you see these characters perform feats of personal growth, right? Same thing with World Beyond in a different way, but like feats of personal growth and character tweaking. Like it's nice to be surprised at how far a character will go i mean it's scary sometimes but but then you go back to the walking dead and it's like the walking dead is a little bit more organic in that respect it's a little bit more real it's almost a little scary but i almost wish that like the the kind of leaps that fear takes i wish the walking dead can take because this is hard right this watching this is hard yeah it is It's too real it's too visceral it's too you know it's too gut there's too many too much guts it's it's gory you know emotionally gory (laughs) emotionally yes i'll take all the real blood guts yeah. and gore. Give me, give me all the real stuff. But yeah, the emotional stuff. Ugh, ow, ow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gross. Turn off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Hide my eyes. Hide my Close eyes. Your this emotional eyes. stuff is hard. They're emotionally naked. Close uh, your eyes. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Oh, Daryl's kissing her. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. X, X. <laughs> They're knocking boots again. That's three times in, in, in 24 hours. <laughs> I mean. Anyway. Right, exactly. I would too, right? Sure. Um, Daryl, right? What? Anyway, so. <laughs> I meant Leah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Kidding! Well, the heart wants, the, the penis wants what the penis wants. Anyway, so <laughs> Sharon is saying, stop making me feel stuff and things. That's right. She's the... But it's true. It's true, though. You, you almost wish they could do, like, the fear thing, like, where they could... Can we just turn ourselves into someone else, right? Can we just, like, be, like, a super Daryl 3? Daryl Dick <laughs> we do a... Daryl Dixon is dead. You're dealing with somebody else now. <laughs> we have to say it right. Daryl Dixon is dead. You're dealing with somebody else now. There you go. Right? Like, that... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's something else I noticed <clears throat> in this episode. I feel like... I feel like Daryl has his own sound guy, because... <laughs> Do you know how, do you know the narration, like, in, I didn't get to see Ride uh, at midnight, but do you know how he has his narration and he sounds like, hey, I'm Daryl Dixon. I sound like this. Like that kind of, that it's got this baritone to it, right? Sure. In this episode, I I hear that every now and again. I'm like, how does the sound sound so good for him only? for Not for Carol, for him. <laughs> I, just, I also want to point out another thing. <laughs> Daryl grumbles sexily. Exactly, Sharon D, right? Um, but I also noticed another thing on... on okay, because I, I have to say this out loud. Did it, did it feel like to you that Melissa McBride was shockingly high? <laughs> I'm talking dead. Didn't, I felt like she was high. Can I say that? And just, I want to bring it... I want, it, needs, it, has, it has to touch air to heal, right? The, the wound... <laughs> I need to talk she about it because is always so delightfully weird. This is why she Melissa McBride like Carol's my favorite character, but Melissa McBride is one of my favorite humans because she is just so delightfully weird. And I oh, feel I like I agree. <laughs> But she felt a little I could relate off. to her. Yeah, if, if she felt a little less snappy, a little off, more than <laughs> usual. Like, I saw the episode with her and Ride, you know, and Norman, that, which was a lot of exposure time to Melissa, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, this was just, like, it just felt like, like, she, again, a complete delight. I have no critique here. I'm just saying, I it just, it just felt, it just, I just needed to bring that out, bring that up, because it just felt like, <laughs> felt like she was a little off. Yeah, Maybe. see, agrees. She's, she was high, right? <laughs> Okay, you know what? I agree with Sharon to hear. She was prepared for the Carol bullshit. The C A R Y L. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. She probably took a few she shots. Should take a double shot of whatever. Right. Right. Man, I wonder but how much Lynn drank beforehand. Oh, nothing. Nothing. She's just high on life again. <laughs> oh, you know, her her, crist her crystals. Right. Right. Extra <laughs> crystals. Right. <laughs> no, we're not supposed to talk. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, but um, no, but like, okay. In in all fairness, I I thought I thought between Carol, um, Nicole Moranti, Lynn Collins, and Melissa McBride, and even Chris Hardwick, I thought they did a really really good job of narrowing down the types of projection that they both were doing. Um, but mostly Daryl, um, Daryl projecting his his feelings of you know having gone too far onto Carol, his feelings of you know, like never go never knowing when to quit, uh, the feelings of never feeling. To have, he needs to 
to have to say sorry onto Carol. The you know even even making her feel bad for something that he knows she feels bad for. You know, like it's it's just, it's regrettable. But like the fact that they kind of broke that down and said no, Daryl's just projecting. You know, he's starting to feel that that breadth of time that we were talking about. You know, with regards to Glenn, uh, like how long ago he's he he's been dead. Um, here in this episode, like okay, it's him saying I fucked up all this time. I fucked up, and you know what? You're sitting here. You're telling me, you know, you're right about something. Well, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. You know, like I'm trying to. I know where I'm supposed to be now, and yet now you're fucking annoying me. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be your friend. I'm trying to be your, but you got to make it so hard. I mean, honestly, like it, I mean, you need to find, you need to find where you need to be that. And that's really the takeaway from this is like, you know, Carol, it, I can't be the thing you live through. You need to find, you need to find your own peace now. I don't know what that looks like, but you were out there so long. I mean, not really, but you were out there not thinking about even what it means for you to look for this vengeance quest that I don't know what you're trying to live for anymore. Right. Like it can't be through me, you know, it can't be through me. I can't be the reason for you to be alive. That's, you know what I mean? Like that's the impression I got in the beginning of the episode, her insisting on coming along this, like, and Daryl obviously wanting to be alone in a, in a sense. What a juxtaposition too, because like, if you take that scene and then you take it and you bring it right back to the first, I think it's the first episode lines we cross where they're talking about going away and blah, blah, blah. And they're having a oh. good casual friendship. What a, what a difference in it. Yeah. I mean, there's still the same kind of banter, but like, he's obviously like, ah, like I want to be alone, but I don't want to, I don't know how to tell her. Like, you know, like I'm just going to rib her some more, you know, like I'm feeling my feelings right now, you know, and I don't know how to tell my friend, you know, you're the reason that I feel this way, you know, like that's hard. It's really hard. We've covered every little, every bit of my notes. I don't know about yours, except for puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit that puppy dog is fucking cute. He is so cute. Who, who's named Carl, by the way? And his name's <laughs> in, Carl. In real that, life, right? Exactly. That is so cute. So cute. Yeah. I like. And that, you know what's funny? Like, I, I mostly like like older dogs. I like older like terriers. Like, you know, I like terriers like a lot. Hmm. You know, but like older dogs. I don't like young dogs. Fuck young dogs. I hate yippy fucking puppies. <laughs> Too much attention. Yeah. It reminded me of my flight home from Atlanta. I think um, the lady sitting next to me had a dog under her chair the whole flight. <laughs> I had no idea there was this little Chihuahua under her chair, and she pulled him That's out a good the end. Too. Yeah, it really was a. Good good thing because he would have been on my lap the whole flight the whole flight right so she pulls him out at the very end and i'm like oh my god oh there's a puppy and his name was carl his no name way was, that yes. dog's name was carl too <laughs> yes i was so sitting funny. next to a carl the whole way home flying home from atlanta <laughs> uh, carl the chihuahua go figure mm -hmm. Oh, he was so stinking cute. I have a picture of him, too, on my Instagram. <laughs> I, I think Sharon D says, I have four dogs that want to meet you, Rach. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, I've, I've met, no, I, met also, um, I met Blaze. I met Blaze. <laughs> Sharon D also wants to make it very clear, and she said this before and I didn't get a chance to say it, but she says, baby dog is greater than baby Herschel. <laughs> uh -oh. Great. Uh -oh. Um, Disagree. Team humans. <laughs> Team people. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. I mean, not really, but... <laughs> I, oh man, well, depends on what you're talking about. Cuteness, tugging at the heartstrings, two different, like, baby dog's definitely cuter, but it hurt my heart oh, more yeah. to see baby Herschel, so. 
<laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I said, I, tw I actually tweeted this out and I just, I just, in like a moment of like, let's see what, let's see what the fuck happens when I do this. Um, I said, <laughs> I just literally, I'm not at all invested in, in dog's development for every, you know, like we must protect dog. If dog dies, we write. I'm like, why does dog, it, why, why does dog get a pass from the zombie apocalypse? Why? Why? Why can't he get eaten? Why? He, uh, we should have the emotional investment. Like, like, okay, protect baby Herschel. Like, no, no. If Sam, <laughs> like Sam is annoying as fuck. Right. Sure. Why? Fine. Let's leave that there. But like, he's still a person. Like these people are still people. Animals um, are far better than human beings. Hands down. Cross yeah, see, the board. I, see, we've had this conversation <laughs> and I don't, I don't agree. I do. Animals in general are better I mean, they're than guiltless. people. Right. They, they, they're more innocent than people for sure. I get that yeah. for sure. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 I guess maybe it goes back to like what you said about, you know, chasing the dead versus chasing people. Right. I mean, it's easy to chase animals. They're easy. They're uncomplicated. They're much less uncomplicated. They're even less complicated than babies, for sure. Like, you have to be delicate with babies. You can fucking roughhouse a puppy even. Oh, right? Like, I say, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, so, like, chasing for the dead is easy. You know, caring for the living, that's harder, right? And so, of course, it's easier to kind of be like, protect dog at all costs, he's so cute, blah, blah, blah. You know, what about um, people, right? That, dog, that's, I guess that's why I'm so fierce about tea people. Dog know? will defend you. Dog will always defend you. Dog will always come to your defense. He will always protect you. A human, on the other hand, will choose. He'll have, they'll have to make the choice. Yeah. And then you'll have someone like yeah. Strand standing next to you. Would you rather have Dog or <laughs> Strand standing next to you? I personally would take Dog. <laughs> mm. I, I see your point, but I, I guess maybe it's why... I think it's the whole easy thing. Like it, it's so easy. It, it's so much easier to to chase after pets and people and dead people, you know, like <laughs> or the memory of people or oh, mourn yeah. people Memor yeah. rather than pursue. Because again, I, I go back to Lesson of the Walking Dead, which is you know, it's the opportunity, right? It's the opportunity to become the self that you you were meant to be, right? And so, if this was any other show, I'd probably be like, yeah, fucking dogs, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> dogs rock, right? But like, I guess. I'm so bent on like, but that's easy. That's the easy way out, right? Isn't it? It's the easy way out is to kind of like say, oh, protect dog at all costs. Well, I mean, I know it's hard, but again, I'm not trying to convince you. Again, I, this is me. It's I'm crazy. I choose to do things the hard way on purpose, right? <laughs> I mean, look at this podcast, right? This yeah. Is, it's so difficult. Yeah. And, and Charity makes a very good point. Um, dog guaranteed won't grow up to be a shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because people, and she says, people will kill you for beans. Dog will bring you a squirrel. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. See, animals dog will animals be are better than people. <laughs> yeah, until they die like 14 years later. Uh... Then you get a new dog. Then you get a new pet and start the whole process all over again, knowing your heart's going to break. Right, Mo Collins? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's starting to seem more stupid the more you talk. <laughs> Although it is much less complicated, right? Again, yeah. you know, it's personal preference. Yeah, that's all it really is. It's just personal preference. I mean, I think it's the why I like people so much. It's, it's because they're complicated. It's because we get to see all these dimensions, you know? And yeah, it's annoying and stuff and things, right? But I'm in it. I'm in for it. Like, I'm in for, for seeing the beauty of people. Like, I mean, it's just so simple. It's so simple with animals. <laughs> Sorry. Don't but, we watch a show that regularly breaks our hearts? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like dogs. Like yeah. dead dogs. 
like dead dogs. Oh. <laughs> the show breaks our hearts. Right. Yeah. What I was saying before, it is clear that he feels like he belongs in these communities, right? I mean, ultimately, in this present. Like, he knows where he's supposed to be. I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. When he says, I know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right? You feel it, right? I mean, it's vague I'm gonna, at first. I'm going to convince myself that that's what he meant. Because I don't yeah. want... Because I, I don't want it. What I actually thought he meant was, I belong with Leah, and now she's gone. And I've just been pining for two years. But I don't want that to be what he meant. So I'm going to go with your idea instead. <laughs> right. Because, I mean... <laughs> That and like we don't really see him looking for her. That's what like, that, which is why he leaves the note. Find me. Like, mm -hmm. here's a map. Here's Alexandra. Just knock on the door and say, "Hey, is Daryl around? I'm here." <laughs> like, whatever. Well, that's the closest and, place to to where she's at. Yeah, and if she would have shown up, he probably would have hightailed it out there. See ya. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. That is a good question, right? Like, would he have? Right? I don't know. I, I'm not sure, really, actually. Um. Well, I belong I with you. Like Find me. That to me, I mean, if yeah. she found him, he'd run away with her. That was what it felt like to me. I feel like it would be tough at, at this point, right? Like, if Leah pop Leah popped in the picture right now, what would he do, right? Yeah. After all this devastation, right? That that's two a tough years one. later. That's a really tough one. Yeah. With the kid <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise actually it'd probably be bigger than that after i, that I call right i called him kid <laughs> well, I, call, anyway. I call him kid <laughs> right exactly kid dog you know <laughs> so again less complicated right like see i did write something down i want to read it out loud if it doesn't make sense i'll just cut it but like it says i write leah is okay back to four years ago daryl is tied up um yeah one thing makes leah okay i'm gonna say two things one thing leah makes absolutely clear and it's a lesson to learn you are not always responsible for everyone around you leah makes it clear she does not need help but leah is almost an allegory what if carol didn't have people in her life she loses sophia leah loses matthew leah has no one else to squad with and has to rely on herself carol even with people is somewhat the same but also knows that others have her back so it's this weird like it's like a real what if scenario like what if carol didn't have people you know and this is this is what she turns into this is again why it yeah. fucks with my head like i didn't realize that we would latch on to the what if leah was not real scenario <laughs> so long but like looking back at even what i written i didn't when i wrote that i didn't think of that in mind i was just like oh obviously the mishmash of histories you know it's easy for daryl to kind of fall in love with somebody like that oh you're like me you know like you're we have similar histories i'm mourning a loss you're mourning a loss i'm doing it for longer you're frustrated with me <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> the only other thing i said after that was like daryl put your hood on <laughs> Like a la Lydia, put on put on your coat. You know? Oh, oh gosh! In, in the rain and thunder, right? Yeah, this is like, yep. dude, come on, get the fuck out of the rain. Sitting there like mm. a turd in the toilet. Yep, circle in the drain. <laughs> okay, what if Strand didn't have Alicia? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, put on your hood, jewels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Nicely done. Too cool for jewels. Too 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 cool for schools, jewels. School <laughs> jewels. That's a hard thing to say, right? I know that the next episode is going to bring a lot of levity, along with a bit of terror, right? Like, <sighs> I I have seen some of the, the the scenes in the next episode, and there's there's a bit of drinking action going on between Aaron and Father Gabriel. There's some camaraderie, some nice. jokes. So that's gonna be kind of nice and then mixed with that that maze scene that we see in different iterations where like what are you what are you cooking bar <laughs> is it good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what yeah. the fuck <laughs>
He's a scary dude. I'm excited. Very fucking intense. Yeah. Very intense. Oh my god. I, I still, you know what? I, I like leaving off on this note is that, I, again, I, I've repeated it a lot, but like, I like that Daryl learned. I like that he said, find me. Find mm-hmm. me. Because mm-hmm. I can't, do, if it's you, I can't do this. It, it'll have negated everything that you were trying to tell me. It's like, you can't keep being out here mourning somebody that does not, either does not want to be found, not going to be found, or can take care of them, their fucking selves. And if they can't, they're not here. They're somewhere far away, Rick. <laughs> you know, it's out of your reach, right? So, yeah, yeah again, Sharon yeah. says, find me, Rick. Right, exactly. Yeah, find me, Rick. Find me. <laughs> I guess with that, find us on social media. Uh, start with squawkingdead.com and make your way from there. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all these little social medias. We're even on Reddit. But, you know, let's start off with the fact that you can always reach us uh, via your favorite podcast rating system at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need, bare minimum, to let us know that you love us. But also, leave us a comment. Tell you what, you, tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Uh, <laughs> use it as a communication system. We need to boost our numbers. We need to know that you exist. That would really, really, really help us. Um, and if you really like what we're doing, head over to ko-fi.com/squawkingdead. Coffee.com/squawkingdead is your means to get to be in the know of what we're doing behind the scenes. You don't have to buy us a coffee to support us. You just have to follow. You'll know what's going on. And if you want to get in on the action buy us a coffee you get 30 days of access to our supporter back posts and if you subscribe to a coffee a month party just keeps on a rolling for your benefit and uh with that thank you for joining us another extemporaneous thought of squawking dead i've been your host david cameo joined by cosmo mom zero nine Rachel Bert. and uh yeah sharon d uh, aka blazy gardener in the chat and what wtf nisa wts nisa oh yeah you know we have to how we have to end up the show right come find me bye, bye. <laughs>